Are we going to call uh, Zach? Yeah, we're going to try to zoom in. We can't call him because he's roaming or something. Oh, is it, oh so he's going to be on his laptop? What about FaceTime? No, you can't. No, we can't use any... Like any cellular Gage can explain stuff. it to you. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> you know how your cell phone gets the internet? We can't use that. We got to use the home base internet. The, the dial-up. Like it? Love it? Want some more of it? Let's grip it and rip Spill it, fellas. It in. All right. I feel a little quiet, Chris. <clears throat> or am I good? You sound good in my head. Yeah. I, You're good to us. Yeah. Talk louder. That's scary that I'm in your head, Gage. That's yeah. not good. What's in your head? You guys ready? Yeah. Welcome to episode three of the Flat Tire Factory podcast. I lost my computer. It came unplugged. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, hold on. This episode is brought to you by MX Connection. Perfect structure. We are in the MX Connection studio, as per usual. If you haven't stopped in and see it, you should. It's pretty dang cool. Perfect structure for GMX indoor motocross. Um, Don't forget, we are doing photos for you guys. The next race. So if you're interested, you can message us or email at flattirefactory at gmail.com. I would message us because I'm bad at checking email. Rapid Concrete Solutions, raise it, don't replace it. Specializing in concrete lifting with polyurethane foam. They offer concrete lifting, concrete repair, void filling, and soil stabilization. For a free consultation, you can call 605-381-1597 or visit rapidconcretesolution.com. Deadwood All In. The Deadwood All In is a freestyle motocross show with fun-filled and thrilling event pushing the limits in action sports. They have riders from X Games, Nitro Circus, and Red Bull X Fighters. Um, last year, they are doing 75-foot gaps, front-flipping, side-by-sides. It was pretty rad. They haven't posted their first event this year, but it's coming. Coming soon. Static Collective, creating static apparel to be static at times and taking the radness of life. You can visit staticcollective.com to get your static gear. They're on Facebook at Static Collective and Instagram at Static Collective. Um, they got sick gear. So For go sure. check them out. Um, number, what is that, five or six? A new one we have is Precision Excavation. They're going to do some dirt work for us out at AM Off-Road Club, where we're going to have a couple events out there. We're going to get into that later. Um, today we're going to go over gear review. Today we're going to do helmets, some February indoors. We're going to talk about Summer Cup. I have an apology to Mike. He doesn't know what it is, but I do. You're going to like it, Mike. I don't know. It's kind of sketching me out that you haven't. It's um, you haven't even given me a hint. So maybe I don't even know what it's like. Maybe you're just going to admit to something that I don't know about. <laughs> That's kind of what it is. Oh boy, it's very go. humbling for me. Oh, oh. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm saying that to Mike, but I better. Um, we're gonna call. <laughs> we're gonna call Zach from Static because if you <laughs> listen to episode two. If you haven't, you need to go listen to it and get caught up because um, he's went to Dubai and homeboy's still in Dubai. <laughs> Temporarily paused in Dubai. With the Rona. Our special guest today from Rapid Concrete Solutions is Alex McPherson. 
Hi, guys. What's going on, Alex? How are you? Good. How you doing, bud? Good. Uh, good. Thanks for coming in. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. For sure, bud. Yeah, we're excited to get you in here. I've oh. been waiting. I've been so excited since you said podcast was happening. You were I the first. So pumped. You were the first one to say something to me about it. We talked about it on the last one. You're like, yeah, dude, I want to sponsor. And we had bought nothing. We had no plans. It was just an <laughs> idea we were throwing around. I'm like, thanks, Alex. I don't know what that means, but thanks, bud. <laughs> no, I just I thought it'd be a cool opportunity, a good little push for the sport around here. So I thought, you know, it'd be cool to help out. I'm glad to see it up and running too. It's cool. It's cool. What do you think of our little studio in here? I like it a lot. Nothing special, but it doesn't need to be. You know? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. My Millsaps jersey is just nothing up there, dude. No, I didn't mean to roast you guys instantly. Boom, game, roasted. No, it's not it's, bad for a shitbox, I no, guess. It works perfect. It works perfect for for the podcast. Well, thanks for coming, Alex. Um, as always, in the corner, Dusty Gardner. Hello. How's it going today? Awesome. Um, thanks for coming again. Yeah. You're, wel- you're welcome, Chris. Um, our captain, our VP. What's up, fellas? How you doing, Mike Neal? Fantastic. How are you guys? Welcome back. I'm thankful to be inside, dude. Holy smokes. I was outside for quite a bit today, and it was chilly. It's getting same. nasty out. Yeah. Same. I'm surprised. I'm a little offended. None of you commented on my sponsor read there, because I freaking flew through that thing. It sounded good <laughs> in my headphones. Well, you skipped I- about half of it. I tried to dive in a little bit, but you were just in the freaking zone, in dude. The zone. Like, I, I like through it. touched the water and it was hot, so I backed out. I am um, ha- yeah. I have this printed off and waterproof, so it's in my shower. And that's when I recite it. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> Gage Molman. How's it going, guys? Owner of MX Connection. How's it going, Gage? Very good. Um, my girlfriend commented that maybe we were picking on you a little too much in the last podcast. No, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Boom roasted. <laughs> Boom roasted. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's good because then uh, it shows that, you know, even we're all here to give each other a hard time. So if we give someone else out there a hard time, they can take it. It's like we do in here. Right. Yeah. We're not trying to hide behind a microphone. We'll say it right to you. Yep. For sure. Yeah. I, and I, I've been thinking about this like so f- and so far and I won't. I would never say anything that I wouldn't say to someone's face. You know what I mean? Like I'm not here to just trash on people. No. Like, I yeah. li- everything that I would say, I would say to your face. Yeah, and none of it's really been that bad. No. We're just kidding around. Yeah, it's fun. So chill out. Not that we've had any complaints, but <laughs> chill out. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, Alex, we'll start with you. What kind of helmet are you wearing? I am still rocking the Bell Moto 9. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Rogers! Yep. Rogers! Yep. Yeah! What do you think of that helmet? I love that helmet. Um, actually just bought two more of them because the new Bell shell came out and they absolutely drop the ball on that one <laughs> i agree it's so ugly we hate I him agree. too we hate him too so um but yeah i, I like the moto 9 the it's just comfortable worn it for a long time i like it a lot gauge moment what helmet you got all right love that right i thought that was just gonna be cut and dry all right oh okay next. <laughs> okay next question yeah. <laughs> all right next question check <laughs> no, tens next question <laughs> no the safety on them is amazing. I mean, they're, they're out the roof on the safety, and they might not have the coolest looking shell, but or paint. Uh they're not. They're or frame. <laughs> but the safety on them's, you know, out the roof, and as, as many concussions I've had, I I gotta wear something. Where the See, that's a is. that's a bad advocate for that helmet. As many concussions I've had, the safety's out of the roof. But he got to this helmet and hasn't had to go anywhere oh. else since. Yes, and that's the thing I've 
had the hardest hits I've ever taken and not gotten knocked out in this one. What helmets did you get knocked out in? Oh, about, about every brand. <laughs> All of them, huh? Pump the brakes on that question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't have enough time for that today, do we? Yeah. Right. Mike Neal, what helmet you got? Oh, I'm in a 60, and I, I like them. I've, this is my third one. Uh, the last one is just because of old age, uh, and my first one I actually broke on accident. Gage, do you remember that day? <laughs> yeah. This is That's a funny just... story. Dude. <laughs> this is a funny story. Not pumped. I don't even remember. I remember we were in Sturgis. It was, it was windy. Windy. Yeah. Super, well, no, it, it wasn't windy yet. I remember I parked my bike. And I just leaned it up against the bleachers at Sturgis. And I, I, like, turned around to just start talking or whatever. And then all of a sudden, you know, and I took my helmet off and I set it on my handlebars. How many times have all of us done that? You know what I mean? Right. Like, you think nothing of it. Well, I do now. Yeah. But, yeah, so I leaned my bike up against the bleachers with a handlebar, like, fully touching the, the rail and everything. It was all safe. And then all of a sudden this gust of wind just comes up, blows my bike over, and my handlebar blew a hole through the inside of the shell like because you know that's a fair amount of weight just pinpoint right in the freaking helmet and it just blew a hole right through the freaking interior you've had a tough go of helmets and well in the eps liner there's a double layer there so there's an air gap because they have that suspension built in there so when it blew through it had a void that could go through so it just punched a hole directly through that thing now that i think about it you've just had a tough go of it dude all your broken shit and dropping helmets on concrete and handlebars (laughs) plowing through helmets but that's when i wanted i had a 60 at that time and then i wanted to go to an array but i really had a nice helmet didn't have any reason to move to a different brand i actually had a array at my shop and then uh mike needed a helmet so i sold him one stupid cheap so i could go oh. get my ri <laughs> <laughs> but i was already because i had just bought that helmet so i was just fierce i was super <laughs> mad i was over it engage was like oh i'll just save the day here give me 50 bucks for the 60 and i was like whoa <laughs> can do no problem my day is way better <laughs> Yeah, that might be the fastest way to blow through $800. Yeah. That gust of wind hurt. But. Yeah, because that was when they first came out, too, and it was a badass paint, too, and I was just, yeah. like, super pissed. The 6D doesn't feel big. They look big. It doesn't. Like it, the, how, the shell. No, and um, I don't know. I wear Scott goggles, and, like, I feel like they're fairly big-framed, and they fit perfectly inside of a 6D, and it's just comfortable for me. My ears have enough room. I, I love them. Yeah. I've tested a couple too, you know, I freaking, I've gone over backwards, you know, and slapped my head down and I felt my helmet slow my head down. Like ever, ever since I felt that, that's why I was sold on them. Fine. Dusty. Belmoto nine. Nice. The best. Second one. I think that first one saved your bacon. Yeah. Yeah. When you broke your back. Yeah. She's done for. I did like that one though. That was a cool-looking helmet. I about wore it the other day because <laughs> I liked this. So <laughs> yeah. The yeah. whole shell on the back of it is broke. It's like... On both sides, like yeah. at the back. Was it carbon? Yeah. 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 What did you do? It's when he broke his back. Yeah, when I broke my back. Oh. He said triple. Out. And you were thinking about just throwing that one on? Yeah, because I liked it. <laughs> no chance, that, That's dude. what I said, too. I had too. confidence. I wasn't going to wreck, so... I said you might as well not even wear a helmet. <laughs> That'd be a bold move. Mine's a Bell Moto 9. Nice. I have two of them, both flexes. 
They're my favorite. Chris, I just realized you're drinking a seltzer. It's um, <laughs> black cherry lemonade. Pump the brakes on the helmets. <laughs> oh, bro. I can't be drinking that freaking full leaded beer, dude. My whole Sunday will be ruined. These bush lights? Yeah. This is how we go fast, Chris. I can't do it. You can't drink bush light, dude. Oh, dude, I can't do it. There goes that factory ride you wanted a couple of years ago. <laughs> I took the clinic, and I didn't get a factory ride after. I, I took, figured one day. You, you took, took one half, yeah, the clinic. half the clinic. I should get half a factory ride. <laughs> at least a sponsor. Well, at least you get to look at Dusty's bike. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, well, I'll see you guys later. Because it was a Mike, uh, here's the board. <laughs> here's all the fun buttons. I'm leaving. No, I like them. I like that um, you told me, Mike, you would never wash your pads in yours. Yeah. Because you don't like taking them out. But I'm, I'm pretty bad at that. The <laughs> Moto 9 ones, the side ones are held in with magnets. So they come out really easy. They're so easy. And then there's pulls on them. So if you're laying on the ground unconscious and the sweet EMT people are like, get his helmet off. They, those pads will come out so they don't tweak your neck pulling them off. I seriously did not know that those were magnetic. That's a super awesome. Yeah. The side ones are, yeah. Does it work better than uh, Fox's visors? <laughs> Absolutely. I think if you hit enough wind, your visor would come off on that Fox visor. Yeah, for sure, dude. You see them things laying around the track like they're tear-offs. Every race. <laughs> dude, every race, too, yeah. You, Is that what... You do an outdoor national, there's six, seven of them things laying around, dude. <laughs> Is that what Jet Lawrence has? What's his helmet? Or is his an Alpine Star? Alpine, Alpine Star. Star. Are they magnetic too? Because I noticed. Yeah, his. I don't know that. Off. I'm not sure, but he wow. hit hard enough to break that thing, man. <laughs> Couple of times. Yeah. yeah. They needed like a bucket of visors for him that night. That is the one downside to 6D. Every other helmet I've ever bought comes with an extra visor. 60s just like nah. If you if you break the visor, it's just garbage. I don't <laughs> think the bells, bells don't. Bells don't. Yeah, I don't no. think they do. Oh, really? Yeah, but bell guys usually aren't the, aren't on the ground very much. Mm -mm. <laughs> you guys are too scared to hit your head. No, just, just don't. balance. Oh. Ask Tomac. He's never on the ground. Mm -hmm. He's got a bell. Dude, those tens are ugly. Which ones? The Moto tens. Bells. Oh yeah, not a fan. They look At like all. alien. What helmets. were they thinking, man? I don't know. They had like, in my opinion, they had the best looking helmet out. They there. did. And now it's like a glorified street helmet. They put a <laughs> visor on. Mm -hmm. It's so bad. Well, at least they'll be cheap now. I was. Nines. They are too. What'd you get them for? Like three fifty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need to jump on it, dude. I feel like since we're talking about helmets, Andrew Beshin would be mad if I didn't bring this up. Did you know that Alex Ray put an HJC helmet in the main event of Supercross that you can buy for retail, hundred and sixty bucks? That's insane. That's no, no bullshit. Way. Really? Yeah. And it just furiates Andrew. Like, he just, I can't believe someone like that still has to wear an HJC. I wouldn't ride an H or wear an HJC to ride a bicycle. Like, he just gets <laughs> so worked up about it. What what helmet does Anderson wear? Uh, that weird. The Liat? Him and uh, no, Muskwin wear Liet. the same. Oh, it's like Arai, but spelled weird, and it's not Arai, but it has a big A. The arrow? Arrow, there arrow. it is. Some alien versus predator shit is what it is. Yeah. yeah, I don't like them. It looks like a GP helmet. Super All the guys European. Yeah, the Europeans are a lot of them run the arrow helmets. Except for Tim Geyser, he leaves his visor all over the place with Fox. <laughs> Geyser's a badass though. He is. You dude. can't talk, talk dude. That guy's like that Gumby. Guy. He'll just just wad his brains up like just a tornado <laughs> of that guy crashing, and then he just pops up and just like 
ready to go, and his bars are all pretzeled. Yeah. Still finishes. Have you seen that video of Phil Nicoletti where he, like, <laughs> I don't remember how he ended up wrecking, but, like, his bike flips and his legs are stuck under the bars. So he, like, flips with his bike, and then it just catapults him. When he's on a cowie? Yeah. yeah. Into yeah. a berm. Yeah. yeah. It's really cool. Oh, dude, I forgot to play your intro song. What am oh, I doing good. over here? You're good. We'll play, we'll play it when we come back from break. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Uh, February indoors. I was going to talk about this last time, and I forgot. Um, the women's class, you're out of control. Dude. How's there so many of you? There's there's two groups, and they're both. There's a fair amount of both. There's a lot of them. Yeah, it's Dude. good to see. What button for that? Um, this one. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. They just split it up in two classes. That's really cool. That is that is super cool. Like, I'm, gl- I'm pumped to see that. I'm glad all those chicks are rising, because it used to be like three or four chicks. Yeah. And now there's a bunch of them. we got to move our entire program, because... Grandpa's got to take a leak over here. You got I'm not talking about Gage. Yeah, not me. Yeah. <laughs> Duty calls. When? Oh. You oh, shake it. Right. You shake it more than three times. You're playing with it. Oh, oh it's a work call. Work oh. call. That's different. That's different. <laughs> we all get that though. Yeah. We, we all. Get it that. happens. Um, Alex. Yeah, buddy. What do I have to do to get you to race an indoor? Oh man. Just because I want to see it. If oh. I had a dollar for every time. Pump, been asked pump the brakes on that question. Even just an outdoor, man. Or anything. It might be coming this summer. Can you race a supermoto or anything? <laughs> no supermoto A hair scramble? For me. Hill climb? Can we do something, Alex? Oh, Come on. Man. No, I'm Sorry, itching Chris. to get back to it. I think it's just going to take some time. I'm too competitive to just go out there and, and ride for fun. I can't ride around and not be, you know, where I think I should be. That's fine. So, it's coming. Yeah, that's cool. I want to see that. I'm... I'm not mad at you for that. No, I'm. I'm I don't want you to have right fun. Now, like especially with how nice this winter has been, we've been able to ride a lot. And uh, yeah, outdoors. We'll see. So, like, what do we got to do? Go ride with me. Or done. Did that last? I can't even time. ride. I'm out there with you. That is true. <laughs> You're a trooper for driving the dually all the way out there. <laughs> That's funny, isn't it? Our super secret remote location. Yeah. Yeah. Don't Super tell, secret. Don't tell anyone about that. Totally legal. So no indoor, Alex? Probably not any indoor, no. <laughs> no. Not yet. The reason I say indoor is because it would be way sooner than outdoor. And I don't want to go watch you race Sturgis. I can't see you half the time. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> come or to, all the time. Come to Bowman, Depending dude. on how they water Bowman's that, our yeah. best, best race of the year. Come Bowman? To Bowman. Yeah, it's just the funnest environment dude i love going. it's to almost always a two day and yep super good time really relaxed almost like lemon used to be lemon was fun this lemon is fun. Was an awesome it's, track it's the new lemon dude bowman is just the coolest place to be how far is it two it's hours two hours north straight north you just go straight north that's all you have to do straight north of bell okay so i live in spearfish so it's literally straight north that's why i was like oh yeah straight north where are okay. we at where are we at what are we talking about February indoors. Welcome back. Well, thanks. One thing we got to bring up that we didn't bring up last time was Camden Dooney. Oh man, <laughs> kids sawn off front wheels. Is this one like eleven, dude? Yeah, for <laughs> sure. One eleven. YZ two fifty. He was the YZ two fifty guy <laughs> of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. dude, he yeah, he wadded it up. Oh, go go ahead. I'm waiting. <laughs> 
he crashed, got up. Before Gage explains okay. why, though. Okay, go ahead. I'm just the announcer, right? So I don't, I don't really know like what hap- happens all the time. Like I try to keep up as much as I can, but I just see Camden Dooney coming in hot, dude. Robin King just minding his own business. <laughs> And Camden literally just sawed his front wheel off like it was something for free, dude. No, he just God, murdered please, him. Please, no, no. That was Robin King, 100%, dude. <laughs> well, and he had a crash right after the whoops. There was whoops in that uh, single table. And he crashed there, and he got up and took off. And I was watching it, and he went in there so hot and just wiped out again and took two of them out. So he crashed three times then. Oh, he, I, oh he, dude, it was a more. handful. He took out another dude in the rhythm section. That's the very first one. Yeah. I think, I think it's where he lost his front brake, right? Well, and that's the thing. So when he took out... Uh, Robin King. Yeah, Robin King. So he came in and, I mean, just smoked him right before the finish line. And we're like, man, is he <laughs> mad or what's going on? Because it was like no brakes. He just came in and just smoked him. And I go up to him after the race. I was like, dude, what's going on? Out there? He's like, I didn't have any front brakes. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> that totally made sense. You should go tell that guy because he doesn't <laughs> yeah. know yet and he's hot. Yeah. Yeah. You should tell all of B class because most of them are pretty hot. Dude, tell me. I'll announce it. We'll get over this. <laughs> yeah. Does he have a 250 two-stroke? Yeah. 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 Dude, and he's he's a uh, very good rider, though. He was at like, Farmingdale when we went. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. But... Dude, he's 14 years old. Like, he is such a good rider for being 14 years old. Riding very, a 252 very stroke. Very impressive. Yeah. yeah, on a 252 stroke. 14 years old, dude. I was an overweight kid on an 85. <laughs> he's 14? Yeah. 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 He looks Even like he's though, 18. <laughs> Even yeah. though this happened at the indoor, I think, like, kind of like what Mike said, we he did our school, our clinic, our ride clinic this last summer, and Camden was one of the top kids out of the school. He improved so much throughout the weekend, dude. And like, it was awesome to see. He was one of those kids you, like you would tell him to do something, and he'd be like, "Oh, okay," and then he would actually apply himself and do it. And right. dude, and amazing. One, one of the other things I really liked is when we're at that clinic, he'd come up to you, "What can I change? What can I do better? How right. how can I?" And it, it made you really want to help him because he was so into it and wanted to learn, wanted to know what else he could do, what he could change. And it was really neat to see, and he, he did a good job. Right. It's just cool Kill helping it. kids that take the initiative and want to get better. They're not, not like forced to be there by their parents. Not me, man. Every time you guys said something, I started my bike, revved it a bunch so I couldn't hear you. I'm like, <laughs> future's now, old man, and I take off. <laughs> How fun are those clinics, though? Like, dude, I enjoy the heck out of them things. Me I too. love it. Me too. Yeah. I wish I went to that last one, but I had the kids. So. That might be the best day at A&M ever. It was that, tacky. That it track was tacky. so good. The second day was really good. Too bad someone had Oh, the second it. day was yeah. really good. It was. It too really cold. was. It's too cold, dude. A little bit it. of snow, and then the sun came out. It was like a full-blown prep track, man. Yeah, it was. My bike wouldn't have started. We would have taught it you. It would not have we started. Would have taught I know you a guy ha- who can sell you a Honda, Chris. I don't want I'm too big for a Honda, Alex. <laughs> Those aren't big guy bikes. Those are fast little guy bikes. Okay. That's why you have one. <laughs> Chris, if you would have taken the second day of our clinic, we would have taught you how not to break your collarbone and wrist. Is that right? That, that was the first thing we covered Com- Sunday. Commitment? Morning. That was... 
Yep. Yeah. If you don't want to break your arm and wrist, this is how you do it. I didn't know that. Yeah. That was not in the itinerary. <laughs> this wasn't in the itinerary for tonight. Looking where we're at. That's how that goes. <laughs> no, good on you girls. Keep racing. Fun to watch. Super duper cross. Should we start with Dean Wilson? Mm. Taking a race from Kenny. That's mm. Alex's boy. He trained with him for a long oh, for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of some uh, bittersweet blood there. I think everyone knows Dean was in the wrong. Dean even knew he was in the wrong. Like, instantly after the race, he made that post. Yeah, right? after the fact. He didn't, not while in the race. No, 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 no. But then again, I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. you know. No no percent of me thinks that that was intentional. I, oh, I, I don't think he intentionally held up the race, but he obviously did. Yeah. And he did. I don't know, though. I Kenny might have still lost that race, though. Well, and that's what I was arguing my point with with a couple other people, too. If you watch that race, it wasn't like Kenny was walking away from Webb. Webb had him in the crosshairs for the last half of that race and was slowly catching him. And how good is Webb at the end of the race, dude? That's like, what he does. Oh, when he's behind Kenny, very good. Oh, I, it's his kryptonite. That's yeah. like his deal. That's Kenny's kryptonite for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, yeah. But... Yeah, Dean did fuck it up for everybody a little bit. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't mean. I don't know if it would have if Webb still would have won the race, but I think Dean was just the final nail in the coffin. I don't on that think one. he would have. Yeah, he dude, they had like back. two turns to go. Yeah. Well, he fo- he enough. followed Wilson for three quarters of a lap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he was too far ahead, yeah. and he hit his, his he hit his back tire going over that wall. Mm-hmm. Kenny hit it with his front tire, and then almost clipped him on that. Yeah, double for that. Yeah, hand, yeah, but. I mean, that's happened before. Uh, Reed held up Dungy. I cannot remember what year or what race, but that and that was for like a lap and a half or two laps, even. You yeah. know, that was a big deal. Which so. that I think was intentional. Yeah, that was a hundred percent intentional. Saw yeah. Dungy yeah. Yeah. for sure. Looked back multiple times and saw him. Yeah. That one was BS. But again. Now Kenny has just been going on a tear and kicking everyone's ass the last couple weekends. Yeah, maybe that was a flame that needed to happen. Yeah, just laying it down, dude, for sure. He's flying. That's my next bullet point. Kenny's freaking on one. Yeah. Yeah. Way to bounce back from that. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And the thing is, I've always said, you know, even at the local races, other riders on the track are just moving obstacles. They're no different than whoops or a double or a triple a finish line, whatever. Other riders are other obstacles that are just moving. So you got to learn how to negotiate those, learn how to, you know, guess where they're going to go. That's part of the race craft of it. Um, yeah, Dean did hold him up a little bit, but it was, I mean, Webb got by him. Yeah. <laughs> got by both of them. <laughs> so it, it was part of Kenny's fault too. So, Yeah. I don't know. I had instant hate for Dean Wilson, and I like Dean Wilson a lot. I think the whole country had instant, instant hate for hate, Dean Wilson. Dude. I don't Did know. You see his comments? Yeah, oh, he dude, was talking about it too. They, like, oh, God. Boy, he got roasted by hundreds of thousands of people. But it's that, racing. It's, he, well, but those people don't need to be telling him that he needs to literally break his neck or die or whatever. You know, like no, we're doing dangerous stuff. Like. Don't be telling people that they need to break their neck and their back or be paralyzed or whatever. Like that's just fucked up. Mine, yeah. mine was, yeah. mine wasn't any of that. Mine was rage because Dean knows better. 
Like he, how long you been racing, Dean? How long you been racing with these premier guys? You know better, dude. See, and I just call that backlash, which I think that's cool. There's backlash and like threats. You know what I mean? Like the threats aren't cool. I don't think. No, but no. the backlash, I get the backlash. Yeah, but Whatever. neither one of them were on my fantasy team, so I could could have <laughs> gave a shit. <laughs> I had Kenny to win it. Oh, that's why you're so mad. No, I just mad because Dean. Like, dude, that's not him. He doesn't do stuff like that. And he doesn't. It wasn't intentional at all. Well, he no. thought Ferrandez got up and was catching him. I mean, it's not like he wasn't in the race. I mean, he was, you know, what, what racing for ninth, tenth, tenth, top ten. Yeah. So, I mean, he's still trying to do well. And that's crazy. They're lapping top tens. Yeah. Isn't that wild? <laughs> that is crazy. The two fifty class. No, that was oh, four fifty. Yeah. He's trying for top ten. The 250 class, they did that in a heat race, dude. What's even crazier about that is there's like two satellite teams in the 450 class. Most of those riders have rides. Right. Mm-hmm. Or titles. And they're still lapping that high. The speed they are going is unreal. Yeah, like when Jason Anderson, the LCQ, and I have him on my team. <laughs> Come on, man. Dude. He did pretty good, though, in the yeah. maze, didn't he? Yeah, not too bad. And then he dislocated his finger. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Zach Osborne's holding it down for Rockstar Energy now. Yeah. Dude, Osborne was on one, too. Uh, yeah. Holy cow. He was moving. <laughs> He's so unpredictable. He's an all-star now this week, too, so that sucks. I know. I yeah. He didn't have good handicap as not an all-star. I think he was negative one. Dude. As I'd, not I'd an all-star. Yeah. I'd take Osborne out of nine any day. Are you kidding? I'm, oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah obviously. It's so, it's, dude, Supercross on a Tuesday is such a struggle for me. So I'm trying to pay attention enough so I know what's going on or whatever. But I feel bad for Gage. I know Gage doesn't pay attention, you know, like as deep as I do. So I'm like, every time someone gets hurt, I call Gage. Hey, I don't, I know you're working and I am too, but this guy just, just crashed his brains out. So don't pick him. And then 20, 30 minutes or an hour will go by and I'll freaking be calling Gage again, stopping both of our days. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I picked Jet Lawrence, and that didn't turn out too good. <laughs> he, had a, he had a tough day. Dude, man, for sure. And Mike told me, he's like, he crashed in, qual- in qualifying. And I was like, ah, he crashed before in qualifying, came back and just killed it. So I was going to change it, and I thought, no, I'll change it and regret it. So I left it alone, and then he didn't race the main. I change it when dudes wreck in qualifying. I do Sketches too. me out. I'm like, yep. their head's all messed up. They're done. Yep. Well, Later. Did they ever find out what happened with Oldenburg's bike? Oh my god, I got beef uh, with Oldenburg too. We got to talk about that. There's there's, there's a, a lot quite of supercross drama. But uh so with uh Lawrence, that tough block should have never been there. On I the was training. just going to say that. that should have never like, been like, there. Like come on. Did man. You notice, what are you doing? Did you notice that after he wrecked, it they was moved never that there. tough block yep. and that was like the main line. People yeah. were jumping off to the right-hand side of that that little step up. Dude. Yeah. In the main it wasn't even there. Yeah. Was it there for qualifying or no? Uh, I don't. I don't know because I didn't get to watch close enough because I was at work. I don't think it was. As soon as he wrecked, they took it out. They instantly took it out. Yeah. yeah. How about that tough block on that corner? That big fat one that oh. ke- kept catching everyone's pegs. That freeze to the inside. Was that Webb Cooper? Did the same Cooper thing. Webb did it too. Cooper yeah. Cooper Webb yeah. just laid over. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm just gonna relax real quick. Take a nap. <laughs> Freezy did it. Did too. It. Dude, right? Vince Freeze yeah. had a rough season. Just period. Yeah, wrecked oh, every dude, ride who, he had. Who freaking pl- was it? Barsha? Did Barsha freaking tip him over again? To- 
That last race, he was on a corner, minding his own business, and wham, block pass. <laughs> Freeze is over. Well, uh, Roxon just punted him, too. But, dude, anything that happens to Vince Freeze, like, he's, he's probably earned, earned. Yeah, he's <clears throat> he's been a dick throughout the years. Yeah. Um, too bad Barsha wasn't there to kick their bikes off that tough block. <laughs> Did you watch that kick? Dude, <laughs> dude he jumps. He's not. He jumps and boots it. He's in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Full on Cobra Kai. <laughs> Just yeah. that, that was so cool. It helped uh, Stewart out too because his foot was like stuck under it. And if you watch the replay, I don't even know. To, I don't even know if uh, Mookie knows that that happened. Like he just like stands up, turns around, and his bike's laying over. He's like, "Oh, cool. Here, yeah, it is. Sick, here <laughs> we go." Not like, "Hey, dude, your subframe's bent now." Because Barsha just booted that thing. <laughs> that yeah. was such a funny kick. It was. It looked like he'd done it a thousand times. Yeah, like just... full body weight too. <laughs> yeah. Not... Wham! I mean, like jump kicked. Like it wasn't just like he just kind of came up and booted it. He full out jumped and laid into her. He's still doing pretty good, dude. Barsha, like yeah. when his shifters on the bike, he does good. <laughs> he did kind of suck at the first Indianapolis race, though. What do you get? Uh... Why? What happened? Or something Is that like? the one? He, he, he got wrecked. That's the one he kicked Mookie's bike over on. No. Yeah, because he did good on uh, Saturday. Or uh, Tuesday. Yeah, he did good on Tuesday. He got yeah, second. that's Dude. the one he got wrecked in. He was holding... To- or he, Tomac just decided he didn't want none of that bullshit. Yeah. All, the, all these years of Barsha freaking bullying everyone are finally paying off. Because yeah. dudes creep up on him. They're like, eh, not worth it. <laughs> not worth it. <laughs> he will take me out. Yeah. And Barsha had that whole thing in the bag. That track was so one-lined. You could see Tomac. You know, he had a couple sections where he would do something, catch up. And there was just no way you were going to pass him without hitting him. No. Nobody wants to. No. No one wants to pass him. him. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> no, hell no. That's a his strategy finally paid off. I can't wait. For Camden Dooney must be watching Barsha like a hot dude. Want to ride like Barsha? Unhook your front brake. <laughs> I can't wait for Ferrandez to take a swipe at Barsha. Oh, it's got to happen. Either. It's oh. got to happen. So the title of Captain America is still open. Mm-hmm. Just the first one to saw his front wheel off. I don't even. I don't care if it's in qualifying, practice, heat race, whatever it is, dude. I just can't wait. That'll be my new favorite rider, 100%. Captain America. <laughs> Captain America. I like it. That's whoever takes out Barsha. Yeah, it could be Alex freaking Ray forever be my favorite rider. <laughs> <laughs> then you know never to pick them on fantasy. Oh. Because they'll be on the ground the entire race. That's fine. Yeah. May not make it through the rest of the night with an HJC. <laughs> <laughs> Bad time to have an HJC on. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Mookie, I never pick him for fantasy because I forget about him. But he's riding really good. Dude, he's on my team. He's right usually now. an all-star. That's why. Yeah, I, I tend not to look at them. But, but he has a good uh, handicap, though. He's riding really good. Yeah. He did go down on the whoops uh, last Tuesday or whatever. That's his thing, too. Isn't yeah, it? that's his jam. Oh, man. I forget Big what race it was. That. Who? He, I think he was following AC. I don't know. Nah, it might not have been AC. But it was Malcolm going through the whoops. And the dude he was passing through the whoops, he's going, like, twice as fast. Oh, yeah. It was insane. Yeah. That's that's the Stuart Gene right there, dude. Yeah. James was the same way. Yeah. Just absolutely cruising. Um, Oldenburg, I had him on my fantasy. 
Did and you? what a freaking roller coaster for me. Total shit show. Oh, you yeah. lucked yeah. out on that deal. No, dude, he still did well, shitty. Well, you almost lucked out. Yeah, on it was that like deal. down, up, down. <laughs> they went through two motors. Because his bike locks up, right? In the heat. Yeah, and he wrecks. So he has to race LCQ, but there's no. But AMA doesn't clear the title check. As he's going to line up on AMA, LCQ. AMA claimed that he did a uh, frame swap. So they were basically like... New bike. New yeah. bike, basically. Yeah. And dude, okay. So AMA rule is you have to ride the same, if, at gauge. least the same frame. If you were that mechanic that just worked your balls off to oh, swap man. that motor in 20, 25 minutes, mm-hmm. how pissed are you? That'd be so infuriating, especially when you know you did everything by the book and you're trying to get him out there and then it just gone. Just, just no gone. cheating, no bullshit. And yeah. then just boom. try and do it by the book and then you get nailed anyway. So he's out. Mm-hmm. You swap the frame. You can't race. They go figure it out, but there's no spot for him. So then jet Lawrence wrecks again. And they're like, you can have jet spot. So no. that's how, well, remember he was lined up. So, and then pulled the plug. He's like, no, I'm right. out of here. That's how Oldenburg got in. Oldenburg. Must have been a team's Olden, decision. That's what my dad and I were talking about. Because why would Oldenburg be up at the line, you so, know, fully ready to go as mechanic and everybody up there ready to go without knowing? Maybe he was just hoping that somebody was going to pull out. I don't know. Hmm. So, but he didn't even race the LCQ. So why wouldn't they take an alternate into that position? The only reason why I know this is because I listen to a lot of podcasts. Pulp MX, uh Super good podcast. If people don't listen to Pulp and Mix, like, dude, you have to. Right. Not to promote another podcast on our podcast, but, dude, they're fantastic. Listen to ours first, but there's next. Yeah. 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 Priorities. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Alex. Anyways, so there you go. Oldenburg was supposed to line up in the second row. That's how that was supposed to go down. And then he sees Jet Lawrence pull out. Well, why wouldn't you just roll yourself right into that gate if you were supposed to be second row. Mm. They were going to take 23 guys to the main event. The Mm. reason why is because they took the AMA back to their their rig, proved that they changed the motor, Mm -hmm. and they were like, yeah, kind of, you know, fuck you. Mm. Which, dude, who wouldn't wouldn't fight that? You know what I mean? Yeah, he got to. So now that Lawrence pulls off, he just rolls right into that gate. That's how that worked. Okay, oh, great. Unbeknownst to him. <laughs> Chris is like, dude, I'm over this. So on my couch, no. <laughs> so on my couch, I'm like, he's back, baby. Because <laughs> he's been riding good, right? <laughs> no. Do you have bike problems again? Is that what happened? Yeah. Back to last place. <laughs> no, points for, no points for Chris. What do you think happened to those motors, Gage? I don't know. I don't know if it was an electrical issue or if it was a transmission. You know, Carmichael says something about transmission, but yeah, I don't know if it didn't look like transmission to me, but... I, I think, hey, it could be a battery got disconnected. You know, those won't run without a battery. You know how fast Carmichael found that, too? Like, when they were right when they were watching the replay, the one dude's like, oh, he shorted it or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Carmichael's like, his back wheel locked up. His motor's locked up. I'm like, dude, that was fast. Yeah, dude. But being that they switched the motor, I doubt it was a battery problem, you know. It had to be crank go out or some something dropped crazy. a valve. You know, I mean, it, valves do split. It's very uncommon anymore. But uh, um, speaking of bike problems, Gage, what happened to the old two banger? <laughs> <laughs> a little more bulk than dang this last weekend, huh? 
Yeah, we were out riding at Farmingdale and couldn't get the thing running right. And I wasn't sure what was going on. Ezra took it out the day before to A&M because he wanted to try out some stiffer suspension. And then uh, we get out there and there was some issues and trying to work through it. Finally got the thing running pretty decent and it would run really good. If uh, I kept her cleaned out, but second I'd let it idle around and start loading up real bad, and it's smoking horrible. So uh, I got a crank seal that's failed. It was a smoke show. Yeah. You were riding around, I'm like, does Gage not mix fuel right anymore? Or what? He should know how to do that. <laughs> no, nah, it's sucking transmission fluid into the motor and then burning it. So that's got to replace the crank seal. It's not a big deal. Just got to take the time to go do it. I got qu- quite a few bikes in the shop right now. <laughs> What, so, do we, what do we have to do just to get you a, a freaking four-stroke gauge? It's well, just sunshine and rainbows on a four-stroke. It really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Electric start. Until things go bad, it is. <laughs> that is true. Then the, the old pockets can hurt a little bit. But. Yeah. It's kind of like few and far in between, though. Yeah, well, I put the crank in that bike. I thought it was like five years ago. I started thinking about it. I was like, no, it's more like 10 years ago last time I put a crank <laughs> in that. Holy cow. At least eight. How many so, hours do you think are on that two-stroke? I was guesstimating between 700 and... Oh, my. <laughs> 700 and 1,000. It's somewhere in there because I'm on my third rear hub. I'm on my 17th piston, and I'm on my second crank. 17th piston. Yep. Fourth cylinder. Hit the button, Chris. <laughs> Hit the button. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Actually, I don't... This one. Damn! Yeah. Damn! Is there a calculator on this computer? Uh, out of <laughs> out of those 17 pistons, uh, four of them I had that I took out were cracked. Where they hadn't broke yet, but they were fractured. Right 17 at in- pistons? Or at the intake window, they broke, which is common on the Yamaha. Same with Suzuki's, two strokes. I'm trying to find my calculator. I will say that is a pretty good testament to Yamaha. Because if, if you, you put that much time on let's one say bike, you that's change impressive. it, yeah. Let's say you change your piston every 50 hours, like a good two-stroker would. 850 hours, just based on how many pistons you put in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the one year, I went through several pistons because I was having issues that I didn't figure out, and I then I did. So I went through like three pistons in one year, or maybe four. So it's good to see you riding again, though. No, it's good to be back out. You guys always want me doing, want me to do something sketchy, and I'm like, <laughs> well, bike's not running good, and uh, not feeling it today. But I don't like sketchy stuff. That's why we go dig. Yeah, but it was a lot of fun. Logan was riding really good. Man, he had some nice whips. Yeah, Logan's a pretty impressive rider. I like his style. Yeah, so smooth. I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mike was there. You were there. I don't know if you guys are back there when no. we were hitting those uh, back in the clay. Mike's got a fluent style. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like he's over-exaggerating. It's just, it flows. He looks good. It dude. looks really good. Mike, we did the apology while you were getting beer. So, sorry, bud. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, Thanks. from the bottom of my heart, I'm sorry. You got to listen to podcasts. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to listen to it. <laughs> just wait. I got something to hold over you guys. Um. What I did notice, though, is you moto dudes, your attention span is not very long. Mm-mm. It's yeah, like no. three times over a jump. You're like, all right, we're leaving. <laughs> and then there's like a whole other jump there that we found. Well, then Troy Berry showed up out of nowhere, and I was like, hey, I'm going to go show him that double. And then we went and ran a, that triple track. And then uh, I was like, I don't know where these guys went. So I had to go find everyone again. <laughs> 
Well, and especially with that big of a group. It was large. It was huge. Like we were, we had way too many people on that one little jump. Is it like that every time you guys go? No way. That's I don't like riding with that many people. Three to five. Three to five is good. The last time I've been around you guys, it's like pickup after pickup after pickup. I'm like, dang. It does tend to happen. Like if a word gets out, everyone wants to go. Yeah. Yeah. My thoughts. That many people. That many shovels. We could have had some. You'd have had a track. You would have had a track out there. I've been riding out at Farmingdale since I was on an 85, and I've never shoveled a single scoop of dirt. I mean, jumping natural stuff is fun, but getting sideways on something that you're just totally comfortable with because you dug it up is way much better. I will say, the damn jump, probably one of the top five jumps I've ever hit out there. That one, when it was red, no, like. Perfect wise. No, Just the left smooth. one or the right one? The, the left big one. one. Yeah. Big one? The big one. Yeah. That was pretty good. One for, I, I haven't even hit that thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dug it up. Yeah. Never hit You've it. Never hit it? I've never it's hit it. It's always clapped out when I got there. <laughs> Sorry. It's <laughs> from Alex. Sorry. <laughs> but I did have a broken back too, so I That's couldn't right. really hit it. And now I probably can. When you guys first built that thing, riding up to it the first time, like fully committing to jump it, I was more scared to do that than any jump like out in california just like the consequences looking at that steep it dam. looked intimidating yeah totally but it's the, so much fun to jump the run-up to it was not spectacular either it's no. like great right when you get over that little that little down for it it's mm-hmm. like balls to the walls well and it's kind of off camber and you yeah. need to be in the power so you're kind of like sliding around and then you just kind of drop in and you have to commit and yeah. just do it when i first built it the idea was to step down like coming from the left side step down into that spot mm-hmm. versus you guys going around and then side hilling it mm-hmm. it's supposed to be a step down into it and then giving it everything it's got oh, that'd be cool do you that'd like be, do you cool. like the pit i put behind it it almost got me the yeah, first time. Yeah, that's encouraging that, that's dudes not to roost the lip. <laughs> Mike, my Mike. bad. <laughs> little death trap, man. You guys you do like a little rule book for all your shoveled little jumps. Just give it a li- enough to get over it. Yeah, it was in the spot, so like no, you I thought you were supposed to lip. go off with the clutch in now. You can, but like if you're gonna roll it and there's a death trap, you like just get enough momentum to just coast yeah. over the, over it. Versus just roosting the top to get over the rest of it. Just rock. How much time do you guys have invested into that jump? The that jump, one. it took me a year. Well, it was a year when I started it to when I finished it. Dang. But it probably I had a pickaxe out there for probably a good thirty hours. Oh, really? Because, wow. because it was a bluff and it like actually hooked around. Mm-hmm. It didn't look like an actual. Do you know the off. line that's right next to it that was just a natural line? It wasn't the, the main one everybody and their dog jumps, but it's closer to the one you built. Did you ever see that one? The, that hips over? Yeah. yeah. You'd kind of go off at crooked. Yeah. Like you kind of had to curve Hip into to it. And then, yep, exactly. Austin Painter and I used to jump that. And that was that was one that only men jumped. That one was big. <laughs> and then when you came out there and just one-upped it, like really bad, we were scared. Like we saw it, and we're weird. like, "Dang, this is big!" And that face was so intimidating. Oh, yeah. I got sick For of the sure. other one. I was like, "This got to be bigger, man." So I was looking at this cliff. I'm like, "This is the best spot for it. Mm-hmm. May as well just do it." Yeah. So I started pickaxing. No, that it's thing. a sweet jump. It sucks. The dirt's poopy over there. Yeah, night and day difference. Well, no, the between the big one and then the one everyone hits, mm-hmm. the dirt's 
completely different. Yeah. Like the one, the big ones like that, um, Badlands white dirt. Like the gumbo bent night stuff. Yeah, when and it's, then when the it's dry, it just shale. goes everywhere. And yeah. then the other one's that wet shale yeah. that packs in really nice. Yeah. Unless you plow through the lip, Mike. My bad, dude. I'm yeah. <laughs> didn't want that front end to drop. It's whatever, <laughs> it's whatever it is. Yeah. Mike, do you want me to apologize to you? We didn't do it. Let's hear it. I lied. Or we could we could take a break. You want well, take, no, no. Is there food here? There's not food here yet. Oh, did you order food? Scooter did. We got to call Zach in 13 minutes. Oh, well, it's already been an hour. Let's, yeah. Holy cow. She cruises, let's, bud. Let's, let's hear that apology after. then. All right. I feel like I feel like I should have some music for it. Yeah, talk about something else. I'm going to find <laughs> Okay, I got something real quick. So Let's last hear. night, Thomas and I were hanging out at the shop, working on stuff. It was getting pretty late. It was around, well, I guess 9 o'clock, so not too late yet. And then I get a phone call from my daughter, Eleanor. And <laughs> oh, I'm like, dude, anytime I heard Michael, my ass was grass. <laughs> I just heard Eleanor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I get a call from Ellie. And I'm thinking, okay, I got to bring something home or, you know, grab something on the way home before I leave the shop. And so I answer, and she's like, Hey, Dad, this is Elliot. I just want to see if uh, tomorrow you want to get up at 6 a.m. and go swimming. And I was like, huh. I mean, she's almost 16, so I don't get a lot of chance to hang out with her. So whenever... <laughs> like swim laps? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I'm like, 6 a.m., okay. I, I was like, absolutely, for sure. You know, well, I haven't swam in like a year, you know. I'm not, a, I'm not a swimmer. Swimming is where it's at. I know. I know, I know you love this. So I, I know you'd like this story. So uh, we ended up working until probably 11 o'clock. Well, then I was going to do some stuff to my FTR. And I went home. I thought I had my programmer there. And I was trying to figure some stuff out. I ended up having to go back to the shop. I didn't go to bed till 1 in the morning. And I'm thinking 6 o'clock is going to come quick. <laughs> 6 o'clock gets... I hear her getting up, so I'm jumping out of bed, getting my clothes on. She comes down. She's like, oh, you're up? And I'm like, yep, ready to go. So I didn't want her to think that I was just barely awake. Yeah. <laughs> so we we get there, get in the pool about 7 o'clock, and, uh, like, I sink. I don't <laughs> No, For some reason, I can't float. Like, Ellie can sit there and just, like, nice paddle up and down the lanes, and I'm, like, sprinting to like the other a rock side. yeah well, i'm sprinting to the other side and she's like dad why are you going so fast i'm like so i don't drown <laughs> like if i jump in water i will sink like 12 foot pool i can lay on the bottom it's the weirdest thing and so we're going back and forth and we did five laps and then you know freestyle and she's like well it's backstroke like this next five laps so i was like all right so i I was trying to windmill myself down the lane. <laughs> I'm taking on water, coughing. Like, <laughs> I'm the Titanic, dude. I'm dying. Yeah. And I, I get down to the other side, and I'm like, all right. So she gets there, and she turns around. She's like, this is so relaxing. And we go back the other way, and I'm struggling. I don't even make it to the other side. I took on so much water, I was coughing. And like gagging, I had to hold, hold on to the ropes. <laughs> I had like 20 feet left to go, and I'm like, I can't do this. So I freestyle the rest of the way, and I, and I said, Ellie, what's um, if you're drowning, what's your freestyle move? No, is like, it like on your back, or is it no. like doggy paddling? No, freestyle is like when you're 
like arm in front, one arm in front of the other. Oh, like classic swimming? Yeah, Yeah, just like swimming, yeah. So I I get to the other side of the pool. I'm like, Ellie, I I just can't. I I can't do that anymore. (laughs) And she's like, well, let's just tread water for a little bit. So she's there and just, you know, nice, like treading water. I'm struggling, just trying to stay afloat. Like the water's up to my ears, my mouth's up in the air, like trying to... (laughs) Like suck through a straw, any kind of water, you know, and keep water out. But oh, I was just—I thought you'd enjoy that story because uh, I know you love swimming, dude. I do but for sure. We end up doing 15 laps. Nice. That's that's a fair amount. We uh, okay. or her? <laughs> yeah. Well, she did it way better than I did. But she kept saying, "Dad, I don't know why you're going so fast." I'm like, "I will drown. I can't go slow. I will sink." Like, I'm just trying to stay afloat and Gage make it. just, like, still stroking, but he's on the bottom of the pool. <laughs> he's walking his way to the other side. Running through the pool. Just cussing. Bubbles yeah. just coming out. <laughs> but it's the kitty ends. They're like, Gage, stand up. Oh, You're fine. Funny. How Okay, so how much, how much distance is that? 15 laps. I don't know. I know at the Sturgis pool, 32 laps is a mile. Okay. So yeah. um, probably... Close At, to half a mile. Zach Wall and I got up to the um, where we could swim miles without, we could swim a mile without stopping a night. You know what I mean? So like yeah. we would hop in the pool, swim a mile. Oh, I stopped out. a lot. And <laughs> half a lap, stop, and I'd wait for Ellie. Okay, and then she'd just turn around and go back. I'm like, all right, I got. It. But I'd beat her because I had to swim fast. And I get to the other side. I'm like looking at her like, oh, we're we gonna take a break. <laughs> Hearts pounding. I got an old man here gonna have a heart attack. Alex came swimming with me a couple of times. Yeah, Joel and I used to go up to Sturgis quite a bit and swim yeah. with Mikey. Dude, I loved it. I was all about it's it. It's good training. It's low impact. Super low. I, I've never felt better, honestly. And it is a hell of a workout. Like, if you don't think so, I dare you to go jump in a, a lap pool and do 10 laps. You will be so winded you but can't walk. don't feel bad, Gage. When Derek and Haug and I first went, Derek Haug and I started going, I couldn't swim a lap. I like a lap is down and back, mm-hmm. dude. I could get down and maybe halfway back, and I'd be sucking in air and water, and dude, I'd be dying too. Well, so. my right shoulder is so shot. I mean, keep keep swimming on it, dude. It'll, I know it'll get it'll, better. It'll make it better, but it, I, I, I was think, hurting all day because of it. <laughs> I think I'm gonna start, but I think I gotta start with the because I can't. There's no. Oh yeah, I think I'll start with the boogie board. Oh you can yeah, hang on to the boogie board and just kick your feet. Speaking of which, did you get a thing to the Y yet? No, uh-uh. Um, since sickle Wells Fargo canceled my debit card without telling me, yeah. now Dude, my gym co- member... How cool did I tell you Wells Fargo was? They're really cool. About a month ago. Yeah, but I've had them since forever, and they've never done me dirty till you said something about it. It's like the start curse that you put on Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend Avery's been having a bunch of problems with Wells Fargo, too. Yeah, they just canceled my card without telling me. They're like, yeah, it had fraudulent activity. You should have got a new one. And I never did, so I couldn't use it. But it canceled my gym membership, which was up anyway. So I nice. think I'll probably go to the Y now. I think that's where I need to go. Start some swimming. You do something. I can't do uh, one lap and be done. All right. Yeah. Are you going to go, too? We could be boogie board buds. I'll go. Yeah. I've been wanting to go. Do a boogie board workout. Something. Dusty and Chris are going to go get yoked in front of the mirror at the Y. You just <laughs> wait, dude. Meet them uh, down there. Dude, as soon as this arm heals... Uh, I'll meet you guys in Sturgis. That's halfway for Troy everybody. Berry who? Chris's motivation is going to be Troy Berry. Oh, my God. It'd take me <laughs> big decades. Ass, big ass poster of Troy Berry. <laughs> yeah. I'll make you a poster of Troy Berry. <laughs> yeah. Just put it at the end of the pool. <laughs> Three by five. Yeah. Put, 
put it on my boogie board, dude. <laughs> he'll, he'll have a locker and you just open the door. It's just Troy Berry. Just, uh, <laughs> and then right below Troy Berry is a picture of that fence that he messed up at the fair, dude. <laughs> Keep swimming. You'll be ripped like me. Yep. I'll have the Finding Nemo song playing in my head. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. <laughs> so let's hear this apology, Chris. What do you I, got? I think I found the music. Oh. I don't know. I typed in apology song on YouTube, and it didn't come up with any. Am I going to cry? No. Oh. Mike Neal. Well, I got caught in Panama. We went riding. <laughs> yeah, it is a good song. Last weekend. As much shit as I talk on that Suzuki, I like that freaking bike. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Say that again. Oh, uh, we got to hear this. Okay, I've I have not ridden it. I've never ridden it. But especially, I was looking at some film when I was making that video, and a big chunk of it is me walking on your bike with my gimbal, and I'm like, holy shit, those RMs look delicious, don't they? You'll, ne- I will never say this again. And if it wasn't on a podcast, I would deny it. <laughs> We've got Mike's proof. Suzuki looks pretty freaking good. It does. Just wait, dude. That it thing does. looks hammered out right now. You just wait. No, it looks. I don't think you should change it. To be honest with you, too late. Too. You already took it apart. No, but I have everything, so it's gonna happen. Return them. What color are you doing? Gonna have to wait to find out, buddy. One thing I'm not waiting for. Donovan Lindsley's new nickname. Yeah. You got to do it before we just, go to break. Yeah, just say it. Why? Just, oh, you my said you gosh. Would. Come on. Just say it, bro. I didn't think Chris was actually going to give me an apology, so now he kind of called my bluff. Yeah. Well, you got a big heart. You got to let, let... We're done talking about it. Don't ever bring that up again, though. So, we all know Donovan wheelied over in the whoops, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't, it was a parade lap at a local indoor race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He goes out for the parade lap. Hey, it was the pinnacle of Rapid City Racing, all right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's our that's hero, right. Alex. That's yeah. right. And that's Donnie our hero. Is a, Donnie is a bad dude. Donnie is incredibly talented, but he looped out <laughs> on a parade lap. In a set of whoops. If it's loop out Lindsay, we're shutting down and I'm leaving. Because I thought of that years ago. Loop out Lindsay? Yeah. No. But out of... Piedmont, South Dakota, (laughs) on the number 30. Donovan leaning back, Lindsley. (laughs) That's That's pretty good. That's good. Dude, as soon as I seen that picture that Cody posted, Justin's wife. Saw. As soon as you saw that picture. As soon as I saw that picture, dude, it just clicked. Leaning back, Lindsley, 100%. You yep. know the rap song, Lean Back. Yeah, Lean back. yeah, you put that on your story. <laughs> I put that on my story. Dude, I was freaking out when out. I saw that. I was like, I'm behind, dude. Look at Alex. has <laughs> already got a song on it. On what story? <laughs> the picture of, of Donald. Oh. I put it on my Instagram, and I attached the, the sound. Like you always do to your mm-hmm. stories, yeah. I attached the sound, that song, Lean Back. And his fender's <laughs> almost hitting the ground yeah. at that point. But he did come back and win that race. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got to give him that. With yeah. bent bars. <laughs> Are you going to announce it like that? Oh, 100%. I'm excited for that. Dude, I'm, I am too. He's racing too, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Hey. Yep. I don't think it would do both days. I well, said you just do Saturday. I wonder how many people actually know his nickname before the race. I never knew he was from Piedmont, honestly, until just now. Well, I think he's probably Rapid City anymore, oh. but, well, he used to be Piedmont. Yeah. They're Mead County. He went they to all claim Rapid Sturgis, City, dude. So. They all claim Rapid. Same thing. Well, um, let's take a break, fellas. I'll try to get um, static here on Zoom. 
And uh, we'll come back. We'll talk to Static a little bit. See how he's doing over in Dubai. <laughs> oh, he's still there. He's still chilling in Dubai. It's weird. Yeah, the Rona sauce. <laughs> A song to bring. I want to play Alex's song to bring us back in. Bring us back in. All right, Zach. Three, two, one. I gotta get it up first. Hopefully, this doesn't close (laughs) you. Are you still there, Zach? That's what she said. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Alex, what was it? Route 66 by Jack Harlow. Okay. Oh, man. What? Oh, that's the music video. Sorry. Same thing. No, they do extra shit. Bitch, I'm from Kentucky, but this ain't no fucking Dixie chick. This is not for Welcome back to the shit show we got going on here. And welcome back to our our buddy uh Zach Meyer, Static Collective. How you doing, Zach? Good. How are you guys? Um, we have Zach on a Zoom call because <laughs> you are not in America. <laughs> no, no, unfortunately. Why not? <laughs> yeah, where are you at? Well, James decided to just leave me in this shithole. Um, <laughs> left, like, left me like no money, like nowhere to stay. I had to sell Chris's uh, seventy to two hundred on the side of the street. You sold my lens. You sold his camera lens. <laughs> you should have sold your body before you sold my lens. <laughs> hey, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. Yeah, disagree, but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no, um, I am in Dubai. Why? Why are you still in Dubai, Zach? Well, we were we were waiting for our flight. Uh, sitting there waiting for because they wouldn't let us in because we didn't have our COVID test results. Well, we were supposed to get them, um, and then we didn't get them, so we were sitting there waiting, and then we couldn't get on the flight, so we had to book the flight till the, for the next day. And then right as we're about to leave the airport, I get an email, and it says that uh, I was positive. And I was like, there's no way. Did, did you just delete that and be like, I don't know, dude, mine didn't come in. <laughs> Pull up your first one that says you're negative. Yeah. That's from a week ago. Well, no. <laughs> How did you get tested in South Dakota? <laughs> from Dubai. <laughs> then, so then we're like, well, maybe it's a false. So then we went and got tested again. Oh, nope. Came back positive again. So... I was like, you've got to be kidding because everyone else tested negative. And then uh, everyone like here that we are around has told me that they've tested negative now. So it's like I'm literally the only one that's been tested positive and I have n- absolutely no symptoms. <laughs> are you are you the only one there? Like everyone else left? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, that fucking, that okay. fucking sucks. How, how did you get it, do you think? Um, I'm almost thinking either I had it coming here, like I got it, like maybe the flight or something, um, or I got it at like the event 
that we had. I don't know. I mean, it, it's so hard to tell. Like, because oh. every everywhere here, you're wearing a mask. So, right. good thing, huh? Yeah. Sounds, thank sounds, God. Thank sounds, God that worked. Oh, yeah. Sounds yeah. like that worked out good it for saved, you. Yeah, it saved me for sure. That's... <laughs> How you feeling? I feel great. Like I've literally drank like a gallon of water every day. I've ate super healthy and like I feel awesome. So you don't have any of the symptoms? Nope. Nothing. That's so, so, like, that's so, so shitty. Yeah, man, that sucks. So should he be stuck in yeah, there? Yeah. You're there for 14 days. Do you get to like retest halfway through or anything? Or are they just like throw you in the hotel and be like, nope, see you in two weeks? Well, they don't really know. Um, they, we basically, they were just telling me just, just go to your room, stay quiet, like the guys that put the spin on. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Just don't, Are you being don't trafficked? Really... <laughs> Blink if you're in danger. <laughs> All right, Blake, we got to go. It's a podcast. <laughs> but yeah, so. So you're stuck. We're, yeah. Huh. Yeah, James, James was going to stay. Um and I was like, dude, you got a negative test. You've got a baby. <laughs> like, you need to go home. Because, like, if you were to stay and then take that risk of, like, then he testing negative. Positive. Or testing positive. Yeah. Then he's, then he's screwed. He's got to stay here for, for even longer. So Yeah, and then you would bail on him. You'd be like, oh, that sucks. Sorry, I gave it to you. Later. Dude, James, <laughs> I just the, no reverse miserable. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jeez. James called me the other day, or yeah, yesterday. And as soon as he called, I was like, man, I thought, let, leave no man behind. He's like, I felt so bad. Yeah. The whole bros before babies thing really didn't pan out, did it? Dude. He, he like, texted me constantly, asked me how I'm doing. Like, he was. He was so sick to his stomach, you could just tell. Like, he did not want to leave at all. Mm. That sucks, man. I'd have left you but. for sure. I'd be like, well, have fun, Zach. <laughs> yeah. Sucks yeah. to you. Sorry. <laughs> Take some cool pictures from your balcony. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you guys can't see, but Zach showed us his balcony, and it's something out of a movie. Yeah, it's incredible. He's right on the water, and oh, my God. There's Zach, like, are you just stuck in that room, though? Yeah, pretty much. I I just really don't, I don't feel comfortable going out by myself, <laughs> like on the other side of the world. So that's nice, um, dude. I, Do they bring yeah, you food? I could probably. Go out. Oh yeah. They've got this app. It's called like Deliveroo. They will literally send you your whole life. So who's picking up this entire tab? I feel like two weeks in Dubai is not a cheap weekend. What's the hotel cost <laughs> per night? <laughs> helps that james gets like good discounts on hotels <laughs> he danced but. around it when i asked him how much the plane ticket was too oh, he man. wouldn't tell us he's like um, james sent it I, to me i honestly <laughs> it's comped man i honestly don't yeah. know how much the the hotel is a night but i yeah <laughs> we might need to find her like, start a gofundme page <laughs> <laughs> bring zach home <laughs> bring zach home yeah yeah <laughs> It'll be like the old J Law. Bring J Law back, but Zach, bring Zach back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Well, Zach. Buy some static merch. <laughs> yeah, buy some merch. Your boy's hurting. <laughs> this is the time. Hey, yeah. it'll be shipping within two to three weeks, so pump the brakes on one day. Yeah. But You know, Zach, I was going to buy a hat, too, and then I remember you telling me you're the one that ships all of it. I'm like, I won't see that motherfucker for like three weeks. <laughs> hey, at least you know it'll be COVID negative. Right. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Well, how man. was your trip you. other, than, other than this? Gosh, it's been... It's been insane. So it started out, um, we get to the airport, we land, our bags are like clothes, suitcase. Me and James uh, didn't show up. They had no idea where they're at. So like that, we're like, oh yeah, that's awesome. So then we're like, all right, well, let's go to the hotel and figure it out. Um, And so we're walking to the guy that's putting the show on, he came to pick us up. And we're walking to these cars. Oh, no. And I was there like... Lost you. Oh, can hear you? Yeah. Continue. Uh, so we're walking to these cars. And I was like, what are the chances we get in this Mercedes-Benz G-Wagon? No way. <laughs> and, nope, we walk right by it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, where's my button? <laughs> we got a Toyota Corolla out back. <laughs> it's better. So two cars ahead is a, I don't know if you guys ever heard of it. It's a Brabus Mercedes-Benz G-Wagon. So it's a limited edition. It's just like a, a special... <laughs> Do you walk Done past up. those motherfuckers? It's... Swear to God. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Did we walk past that, that one? that either. <laughs> you know how, like, they make uh, the RMT trucks? Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what this is. It's like a Brabus Mercedes-Benz. It's like the uh, works edition of pickups. Yeah. It's the bougie, yeah. It's the bougie got, one. Like, <laughs> carbon fiber and, like, motor work done to it. All this stuff. We get it, balling on a budget. So, so we, yeah, we walked by this just regular G wagon, and I was like, "Oh, that's a pretty cool G wagon." And then the guy hops in it, and I'm like, "There's no way." <laughs> so yeah, we we rolled up in this four hundred thousand dollar car. <laughs> My God, I was like, "Well, this trip's gonna be fun." So <laughs> that's what you thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just didn't think it'd be so long. Bam, Rona. No. Bam, Rona. <laughs> so, yeah. So then, yeah, we uh, started the trip with that. And um, uh, let's see. The next day, we kind of we went and looked at, like, all the landings and everything. And at first, dude, we were like, this is going to be so sketchy. <laughs> The way they built it, because it was in the dunes. So they're literally building landings with sand. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah James, that, it's basically an airbag. This is not. <laughs> but they ended basically, up Mike. getting like. The, no, no, it's, it's not like an airbag, it's like dude. No. I think it'll grab your front tire no. worse than Camden Dune. No, that's a Suzuki. <laughs> Guaranteed, <thing>. dude. <laughs> oh, man. But they ended up getting this like. I don't know. It was it was almost like an asphalt kind of stuff. They ended up putting it like a pair of it on the 
landing and it actually turned out really good. The one landing with the freestyle ramps, they didn't build it quite peaked enough. So it, it was pretty hard landing when they're, when they're hitting it. But how's the um, ramps though? The, the ramps look pretty shallow. Did it have a, a good <laughs> kick to them? You should have seen the first one. We went and like looked at it and they had it. I mean, it was like just how it was. It was like kind of pretty good. And then right as you get to the top, they had it so freaking peaked that like if they would have hit it, it would have just kicked them so bad. <laughs> and so James and Jared were just like, yeah, you guys got to fix that. So, um, but then, so they got it all fixed up. We took it to the, to the landings to go test it. And like after the, probably about the 10th jump, James like went to hit it and put a hole through the bottom of it. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> so then we're like, oh, shit. they didn't have enough support underneath. So they had to call the guys and there was like, so <laughs> they come to come fix it. There was like freaking 10 of them that hopped out of this little teeny car <laughs> with their like welder. A guard, just a <laughs> guard just rolled in. Dragon welding leads. <laughs> <laughs> and they they welded that thing up and they were done in probably like 10 minutes nice. <laughs> it was great it's funny so, that you so, took a four hundred thousand dollar truck to your hotel but like they can't seem to get a ramp put together <laughs> or a landing we have this clown car shit show just rolling in <laughs> yeah. real quick bunch of welders <laughs> pop out yeah then they just all yeah. just cram back into this car and just head out like they were part of the show or what <laughs> yeah it was pretty interesting man like driving through dubai here it, it's like you see you're driving and seeing lamborghinis going down the road is just normal that's what i was going to ask you like you know you see the videos online of that of dubai and there's like yeah. mclarens and lamborghinis and you know high yep. exotic cars is we, that really how it is like they're just everywhere out there like it's a normal yep. car they're everywhere. I ended up seeing like three or four Bugattis. What? <laughs> Dang. Their Corolla Just was driving the first G-Wagon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously though. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and we like take pictures of the, the car, like the sports cars and, and, you know, the people driving them just kind of look at you like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> like it's just an average but day what, for them. Yeah, what was actually really funny is we uh, we went on a Harley ride one of the days. The people freaked out when they saw those Harleys. Like, they were oohing and on, like, taking photos. Like, they had to, like, stop. So when we stopped, like, people would take photos in front of the Harleys. Like, it was the weirdest thing ever. So a Lamborghini is just like a... Everyday driver. You know, the peasant car. It's a Honda there, Civic. But yeah. Harley Davidson, boy, that revs them up. <laughs> oh, it was crazy. That's insane, dude. What's the accent? Like, do the accent for us. Well, it's it's weird because... Would you like to buy like my the guys that... <laughs> Are there a shitload of taxi drivers over there? 
just everywhere. Just, oh yeah, just ready to go. That's that's Pack their culture. Your that's the, that's where they came from, dude. It's the proving ground before they go to New York or Vegas. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, because um, there's like the guys that are putting it on are pretty much Australian, and then there's like people from the UK. We're just gonna like cruise over that. Like that was expected. No problem. Yeah, we all like yeah. looked at each other really funny. <laughs> Australian? Oh, okay. Of course. Australian. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the people so, that, yeah, own, that own the bike shop over there are Australian? Yep. So they started that bike shop and then uh, they just wanted to do a grand opening show. And uh, so they that's what they put on that freestyle event for. So That store looked pretty cool. Oh, dude, it is sweet. They got it pretty dialed in there. So MX online, right? Is that what it was? MX store. MX store. MX. Yeah. Nice. So. Hmm. Well, it's pretty cool. They're they're working on getting like a thing to where they'll like deliver parts and like gear. Like if you order, like they'll deliver it in person. Uh, like if you live in a close um, area to the store. They'll just they'll go deliver you the parts. Hmm. That's convenient, so isn't it? Kind of, Gage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to hire a couple no. more people. <laughs> right. Shop right. local fellas. Right. Shop Dubai. Yeah. <laughs> they deliver. Yeah. They'll give you a hotel for fourteen days. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Well, we feel bad for you, so, but we kinda don't. Yeah. It's been it's, you're locked down in it, paradise. Yeah. I could be locked down and way worse. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, you guys go to Mexico for this trip, completely different story. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't coming back. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. Traffic. You'd be slinging yeah. narcos, dude. Yeah. That's what James said. Like, he's like, if you were in a different, or if we were in a different place, then he probably would have stayed. But, like, this place is, it's pretty, pretty nice and then like the guys that were putting on the show they've been super supportive and they texted me like every day asking how i'm doing and that's cool. yeah, anything like sketchy they, has there any been anything sketchy in dubai no no besides hookers everywhere oh <laughs> dang <laughs> that ain't sketchy where's my button smack Damn! <laughs> <laughs> you didn't talk to them though but, did you no. He has a girlfriend, man. Yeah, I know. In case she's listening. Yeah. I'm freaking repping for him. <laughs> Clearing his name. <laughs> huh. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, good for you. Um, I hope my lens didn't get sold. That would suck. I hope you sold it. No. It, it's sitting in my bag. <laughs> Did it get I would lost never in the luggage? Yeah, thank God that made it. <laughs> yeah. When you texted me yeah. and you're like, dude, we got a problem. I thought you broke it. I thought you were going to send me a picture of it like in half, like a bike ran over it. I'm like, dude, that fucking sucks because that thing's expensive. You're like, the, last, the last thing that Lens ever took a picture of was Dusty's bike. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to tell me you broke it. I'm like, dang it, dude. But no. Well, I thought, I thought it'd be pretty funny to make, you know, make it sound like we're real in a really bad situation like that. So that's why I You did. <laughs> You did, yeah. And it was like probably what two a.m. for you in the morning. <laughs> I didn't see it till I woke up, but I was like, "Oh man, he texted me pretty freaking early." 
because you're 11 <laughs> hours ahead of us. 11 hours, yeah. yeah. So it's seven in the morning for Zach. The other side of the world. So. Wow. You went yeah. you went to freaking yeah. Congo or whatever, Dusty, and they're on the Bel- same Belize? Yeah, Belize. That's, that's straight south. That's straight south. And they were on the same time time deal. Yeah, true. You drive to Philip where you're an hour off. Yeah. <laughs> so I, how would I know? That's true. <laughs> no, we're pumped for you. We're sad for you. Thanks for calling us at seven in the morning. Yeah, yeah, thanks for Thanks for having me again. <laughs> yeah, we'll have you back in um, when you get back. I'd like to see some of your photos and stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was well. It was nice. Well, nice talking to other people. It's. <laughs> Didn't no. you try to call him, Alex? Yeah, Zach. I tried to call you, and uh, do, like, do you even yeah. get any notification from that at all? Like, did you even know? So, like, face FaceTime, Snapchat, like none of that works except for Skype and Zoom. Okay. Yeah, I tried Dude, calling you a couple of times and you? sent you a text. And, uh, Duh, he's on the other yeah. side of the world. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't know. Like, I can call in, like, in Mexico, you can do all that I, stuff. I'm just too. teasing you because you were teasing yeah. me about time zones. Uh, that that guy was. Not <laughs> yeah. They don't have well, Wi-Fi you see, like in Dubai? I, I left, see, I left the Wi-Fi, like, I, and I just wouldn't, like, it just, it, my phone wouldn't work. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, Gage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gage gets it. <laughs> Sorry, Gage. <laughs> Poor Gage. Why can't what like why can't we call you? Science. Um I think it has to do with the the like VPN kind of thing. I don't know. Our net worth doesn't qualify for Dubai. <laughs> Are they like on their own? Like yeah. block us Zach, out. Zach yeah. answers that phone. Boom. Property tax going down. Yeah. <laughs> they have their yeah. own satellite. Our phone service is rich, rich enough to America? penetrate. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We have never heard of this Verizon. <laughs> <laughs> these peasants. Get your peasant iPhone out. They're on like iPhone 24. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a size, it's the size of a wheel. It comes with a G-Wagon. <laughs> <laughs> and we're on the phone with a guy who has freaking dial-up. <laughs> yeah. When yeah. I turn my computer on, it boots me off your internet because it says it's out of date. <laughs> well, thanks for oh, calling, dude. Zach. Uh, we'll talk to you when you get back. Good luck in the richest yeah. country on earth. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. I'll keep you guys updated and we'll find out the results today so all right good luck to you buddy see you. bye zach okay. later later all right we'll see you guys walked right I'm, by that one I'm that pumped. wasn't our car i'm pumped that worked <laughs> yeah that motherfucker we walked by the g-way and i'm like oh he's getting in a corolla and then he's like no a more expensive bigger g-wagon yeah. with diamonds for rims I'm like, oh cool <laughs> did we get pizza yeah Dinner's here, fellas. All right. We're leaving again. Another break. Break time. Uh, hopefully, hopefully this time when we do a break, there's not a 25-minute just pause. Just, just That was my bad, and I didn't know about it until I posted it and uploaded it, so it's like pretty hard for me to get it off of there. And people have already listened to it, you know? So Yeah, the ship's... Ship sailed, yeah. bro. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, so, fast forward. Yeah, skip it. Oh, my God, I had to move my thumb a little bit. Get off. <laughs> Alex, do you want to pick the song we That's come back into said. again? I uh, know. You I'll don't want to pick it? You. <laughs> What's funny is the intro song, Chris is like, oh, let's get an intro song for you. 
okay. I pick one song. These guys, they're like, no, it's good. Who cares? It'll be all right. No worries, man. The second it comes on, dang, dude. <laughs> no Why way I would have done that. Yeah. Straight under the bus. <laughs> Seriously. I just got set up. <laughs> okay. Awesome. okay, we'll be right back. <laughs> what is this one? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> 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 your hands in the air right now, man. Alex McPherson <laughs> in the house. <laughs> that one's for Donnie. That's lean back. Lean back. <laughs> yeah. Lean back. I will pay you money when Donnie comes in here if you play that. That's all I'm going to play when he's in here. Play it the whole time in the background. Just the chorus. Yeah. Over and over and Repeat over Repeat the whole time? Yep. Yeah, we could do that. We could do that for sure. <sighs> Alex McPherson. Yes, sir. Where are you from? I am born and raised here in Rapid City. You are? Yep. Rogers! Rogers! Yeah! No yeah. lead, no bell, no Sturgis. No. Good old Rapid. Good old Rapid. Thank God. Yep. One for the home team. Yep. <laughs> this is home, man. This oh, yeah. is home. Um, how'd you get into writing? Oh, man, I was, I think I was five years old. We grew up a rodeo family. I grew up rodeoing, actually. Fuck, I need a yeet-eat button. Yeet. <laughs> 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 well, your sister still rodeos, doesn't she? <clears throat> uh, she she kind of hung the boots up. She's actually in Dallas right now Okay. Um, for medical school, going to be a chiropractor. So she had to leave the horses home, but yeah, she was real aggressive with it. Yeah, she's really good all the way through college. Yeah, I had quite a bit of success with it too. That was pretty cool. Like what? Like what was your go-to specialty in rodeo? Well, growing up, you just kind of do all like you know the little kid events, and the the rodeo association is called Little Bridges Rodeo, and they just have you know mediocre events that the little kids can go in and do and participate in and just kind of be involved, which is cool. Um, and then. Kind of as I was getting out of rodeo, I started to get pretty heavy into roping. So calf roping, dabbled a little bit in team roping, not a whole lot. And then that's kind of when the transition went full time to dirt bikes. So, but how I got started was, um, I think I was four or five years old and one of my good buddies at school, they rode dirt bikes and I saw his and wanted one really bad. So we went in and got it and. What was it? What, where, and where'd you go? It was, uh. I think it was a TT, TTR 80, 80, is that right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. 90? TTR 90. 90. TTR 90. Yeah. Same yeah. as Zach, dude. Yeah. Exactly, that was the exact same bike. He still has his, I wish I did, but I don't. Um, but that was my first bike, and uh, was pretty much just hooked instantly after that. We have some acreage outside of town, outside of Rapid. We live a little, a few miles north of Rapid, so we Never really had to worry about, you know, finding a place to ride the bike. We I could just go out in the pasture and Is there a ride. track out there? We've built a couple of them. I, uh, go ahead. I, I'm waiting to hear if there is one now. <laughs> there is actually a pretty sweet jump that you guys could do. Thanks for the invite, bro. The invite must be in the freaking cloud, dude. Yeah. No one has ridden out there in years. No one has ridden. So, actually, we had a pretty legit track out there. Joel and I spent a good week, two weeks in skid steers out in our pasture. And we have a cool draw that runs through the whole property. And we, we just went at it. We just kind of started piling dirt and whatever layout we were going to get, we got. And um, 
it turned out pretty sweet. Had a lot of cool jumps, and then Jace Wasserberger wrecked, got hurt pretty bad, and um, the whole ordeal happened, and then the track just kind of never got touched after that. Never really wanted to ride at home. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's pretty much just all grown over and hasn't been touched. Sounds like it's due for a revamp. It could it could use one, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Dusty, I heard you're pretty good with a shovel. That I am. <laughs> I'll You're welcome it. to come out with a shovel, man. We got a skid steer, too, if you'd like to. Oh, I'll, bring, I'll bring all the machines out. It's just okay. shovel on wheels right did, there. Didn't, didn't you hear? Um, we got a sponsor, Precision Excavation. Hey, give him a call. Yep. We got the ground. He's pretty rad, dude, honestly. I talked to him a bunch last night. He's super down to do all this. He's like, I, he kept telling me, Dusty, he's like, I just want to get my big excavator back there. I just want to get the big one back there. I'm like, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I was like, no, there's no way you can get it back in in Mike's. There's no way. Like, uh, have you yeah, seen it? Have you it. seen how big it is? Is that excavator? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've never seen it, so I didn't know how, like, what he's talking for size. Okay, you got to know Luke, though. He's What what type of excavator, like, what size? What are we working with? Do you know? That I don't know. I don't know either. If it's not yellow and says cat, I don't know it, what it means. I know it's big enough to where, like, it's not going to come up that freaking hill. But he'll try. <laughs> this idiot will try. <laughs> Luke, you're an idiot. <laughs> he'll try. Hmm. He'll probably do it, too. Though. I don't know. Some of those guys are pretty crafty in that stuff. Dude, yeah. I've for seen sure. some stuff do, or some guys do some pretty crazy You'll things. You'll see them on the man. side of the hill from the interstate clawing up it with the excavator. That's the thing. That's Luke. <laughs> that is Luke to the T. He'll, he'll go over the mountain with the excavator. Yeah, there you go. So you got a TT90. TT90. Then what? TTR90. TTR90. Is there a difference? Is there a yes. TT? No, there's no TT. That's why you got to say the R. Okay. Yeah, sorry, I blew it on so that. You got one. A T- I should have remembered. You got a TTR ninety. TTR ninety is what I started out with, and then I think it went to a KTM fifty. Oh shit! <laughs> Worst bike I ever had. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, buddy. You were waiting for me, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Freaking bugger! I don't that's, a- that's kind of what the racing started with, um, and then somehow my dad. Being the guy he is, he read online about these cool little Italian bikes called LEM, and uh, he got two of them. And I remember actually walking into Gage's old shop, the original shop, the tiny one, with a bike with like just the front end assembled, and the rest of it was in a box. (laughs) And we come walking into Gage's shop and ask Gage to assemble the whole thing. And uh, Gage is just like, I love boxes of bikes. <laughs> it's I funny. love bike in a box. It's <laughs> my favorite. Cause, yeah, because he always, he always like, you know, that's not his favorite thing. <laughs> but we did it. Yeah, we got it running. Got it good. And that was, that kind of fueled the fire. That was the beginning to the whole thing. It had a lot of success on those little bikes. And Your dad was so famous for overnighting parts. <laughs> he, I've overnighted more parts for him. And yeah. all the rest of my customers put together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's going to laugh so hard when he listens to that. Fun story about that little 50. That was actually Alexa's little brother's bike. That's right. Bike. Yep. That's right. Ezra's 50, too, yep. at one point. Like, that thing made the rounds. Yeah. Those LEMs were good bikes. They were. I don't know. There was only two of them in South Dakota, so we, <laughs> we had one. So <laughs> Actually, I had two. Yeah. Oh, really? Got a I thought they were the same, too. No, because I one was Ellie's and one was Ezra's. I had oh. two. See, I thought they were both Alex's. No, at some point. No, I I don't remember. I guess that's a long time ago. But then we went on to the LEM 65s and everything like that. And uh, 
Yeah. I mean, that was just, that was the childhood bike. Then you went to TM or TM 125? TM 85. Oh, 85. That's a small wheel, uh, 85. And it, at the time, TM was just way behind the, the technology. Yeah. That bike didn't last very long. It no. didn't stick around long. I think it was on the old RM85. Yeah. Yeah. Got on the RM. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> that bike made the rounds too. Dude. A lot of people raced on that bike. Oh, really? Yeah. It was Colton Sheets's at first. Okay. And it was mine. Oh, yeah. And then uh, a kid from Whitewood bought it. And then I think Eric Chafin might have had it at one point, And then just a whole, yeah, it Dang. was crazy. For like five years after That's I was on cool. 85s, I still saw that bike. It's pretty cool when you can keep track of a bike. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there for a little while, Eric and Zach Wall were both racing my two old bikes. Like, yeah. it was kind of cool. Like, hey. <laughs> yeah. It's just cool to see him, you know, still going. Pop quiz. Uh, who remembers Alex's number back then? Everybody but Alex, obviously. I have no clue, dude. Yeah, that's not fair for you guys. Gage? I should know it. Um, you should. You worked on enough of their bikes. I worked bikes. on a lot of them, yeah. I probably have one of his old number plates out there. You built the Loretta bike that made me change my number. Uh, I can't remember. Z- I should know. Zero nine. Zero nine. Zero nine, Zero nine yeah. back yeah. in the day. Yep. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Zero nine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at <laughs> you, Chris. You were right there. Tip of my tongue. <laughs> you yeah. got it. I just it. didn't want to interrupt, was you all. got it, Chris. <laughs> and then you switched to 39, right? Yep. Qualified and for Loretta's and AMA you're rules. Sk- you're skipping. Sorry. A lot, I feel Sorry. like. Because you're like, yeah, we had an Italian bike, and then, then when there was the Loretta's bike. I'm like, mm, what's in between there? Man, we went through almost every brand. I feel like we had my first 250 was a Suzuki 250. Um, RM Army. <laughs> and then uh, I think the next one after that was Honda. And we rode the crap out of those Hondas. We got, they were actually Lance Vincent's old Supercross bikes. There was three bikes that came in a crate. What kind was it? Honda. No, God, please, no. no. <laughs> I walked right in. <laughs> Even answered the question and everything. <laughs> yeah, dang, man. You guys are horrible. But, it uh, sucks when you don't get your own soundboard and only I get it. Yeah, you got to give me one of those. <laughs> yeah, every, it's not fair that I only have it. But. You should get the guest one. The guest one. That Honda was fast, though. The Honda was sweet. Yeah, that was a good bike. You just freaking bias gauge. No, it, it, the one that he got. The frame is all powder coat. That was the first time I've ever seen a, no, a frame. No, that was this, his Loretta's bike. The, the powder coat one was his Loretta bike. The, the other no, one was. Uh, this one was different. I think they were, uh, it was 2011, 2010s. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Lance Vincent was a, a privateer supercross racer. My dad somehow got linked up with uh, his dad online. And we decided to buy all of his bikes from him. He'd gotten picked up by a team, so they were looking to get rid of the whole package. So we bought it. And I still remember, I still have the pictures on my phone. It was seriously three bikes in one crate and then all of the excess parts. Like, I think there was two motors stuffed into the crate. There was clutches, bars, exhaust, everything. So you guys weren't doing anything, like, in the rodeo stuff. Like, bikes weren't around, right? Like, your dad didn't ride, your family didn't ride? No, no. I had no family that rode. At least close. So you went from roping cows to buying entire crates of bikes from dudes. Well, and that's the thing. So we uh, um, eventually just, you know, riding more, still doing rodeo. I did both until I was like 10, 11 years old. 
And then I finally was able to just, you know, put the rodeo aside and go full-time on bikes. And then that's when we really got competitive. That's when my dad and I took off every weekend and went and raced. And my mom and sister went every weekend and went and rodeoed. So, mm. but yeah, over time it just evolved and we went, we went, uh, we completely dove into it. I remember one time when you were very young, your dad came into the shop with you and I finished a bike and you guys are picking it up. Your dad's like, all right, we're going riding. And you're like, no. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, you just got spiked and we're going riding. And you started to cry. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> no, I, you were really young, though. I mean, like, like. How long have I known you? I think I was like five years old. Five when years I first old. Met yeah. <laughs> Dang, dude. Yeah, man. Gage was the first guy, the first shop we ever walked into. And is still today like our right hand man for anything we do. Oh, yeah. Gage is the man. Gage has done it all for us. For sure. Rogers! Rogers! Yeah. Actually, Deserved. is it that one, Gage, or is it this one now? <laughs> what are you saying, Chris? <laughs> I told I was told his feelings were hurt in the last <laughs> podcast <laughs> by my girlfriend. Uh, it's all good. Hacking's good. Got to do it. Yeah. Okay, so you go to Loretta's. Yeah. So it all builds up. So yeah. Um, what year did you start training in California? 2013 was my first winter down in California. So what, that was after the Loretta's stuff? No, no. Loretta's okay. happened, uh, the summer after. Okay. Yep. So how that all started is the super cool track down in Reliance, South Dakota, which is unfortunately closed now, which sucks. Cause that track was awesome. Um, Ryan Hughes would come down every spring and do a clinic there at that track. We did that clinic for, I don't know, three or four years. And um, the third year I was there, the third year we went, Rhino finally just pretty much invited my dad and I, after knowing us a little bit and, you know, watching me ride, seeing that I was a teachable kid, wanted to learn, Rhino invited us down to California to train with him full time. So my dad being the awesome guy he is, again, um, we just decided, you know what, Screw it. Why not? Let's do it. So winter of 2013, I was just getting out of eighth grade and um, decided to homeschool through high school. And we went down to California. And that was the start of the California experience. That was pretty awesome. You spent quite a few years down there. Uh, total time was about a year and a half. Well, year and a half, two years total time. Dang it. That, so was spread, that was spread over how many years, though? I was spread out over around three, yeah, three years. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, it seemed like a long time that you were gone down there training. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, every time, like, anybody was ever talking about you or whatever, is because you were gone training or whatever, and it just seemed like it was like three or four years for whatever reason. Yeah, it was weird because, you know, I it wasn't weird. It was awesome, actually. The whole experience was incredible, but it really got to the point where we were starting to look at it as more of like a career choice and kind of a job. We would go down for the whole winter. And then by the time we'd come back, you know, it'd be late spring and we'd, you know, try to focus on the amateur national stuff and we'd, you know, do some local stuff, um, travel a little bit, but then we'd really kind of focus on the national races. And, um, and then by the time, you know, the whole thing was over, it was just enough time to take a month off or two months off. And then before you knew it, it was Thanksgiving and time to go back to California. What, uh, not to be nosy, what did your dad do 
or what does he do if he still works? He owns McPherson Auction Company here in town. Oh, okay. Yeah, him and my uncle do. Yeah. But, you know, really bravo for you because there's a lot of kids that can't take that kind of responsibility. They get that kind of freedom, and we've seen it over and over and over in the sport where people are going out and training and stuff, and then they just get on this uh, really bad train of bad decisions, and there's no one there to stop them, and it just goes downhill. And for you to come out of this and have the kind of experience you had, and amazing guy, amazing guest, I mean, it was just, it's really cool to see. Because you don't see that very often when the kids that get that kind of freedom. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think it, it just kind of goes back to, like, the way I was raised. Because, truthfully, I mean, I, I wasn't really a restricted kid. I never really had curfew. I never really – not that I didn't have consequences if I messed up, but my dad gave me a lot of freedom growing up. And he just kind of allowed me to just make my own choices and my own decisions, which I think is a big reason on why him and I are still so close. You know, yeah. if I go to him for advice for something, it's not like he's dictating what I do. He's just kind of, you know, helping me with the decision in the way he would do it. Generally you know? interested in the best outcome that could possibly come from Yeah, it. exactly. Like yeah. And so being, you know, being raised by that outlook and that attitude, it was never like I wanted to go out and party or go out and, you know, do stupid shit out in California. I was there to ride my dirt bike. Well, there's and, a lot of kids that do stuff like that, and you see them just they fall into the wrong crowd or something happens and they, you know, you got to get into burnout mode at some point. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. It was, yeah, um, my kid's been racing for a couple of years and this is Ryan Hughes. Michael for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's Ryan Hughes. Oh, from that video. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. What's um, the, you might not have been old enough. Well, eighth grade, maybe. What's the difference from, like, riding around here to when you got to California? Completely different. Like, was it just freaking shell-shocked the hell out of you? Yeah, and, I mean, that, I mean, from doing national races and amateur nationals and stuff like that, you see that. You know, kids from South Dakota, they're generally limited to how much ride time they actually get. So when you take the five, six, seven months off for winter and you come out and you go to a national race – you get smoked by kids from Texas and California because they can ride you around. Right. And that was one of the biggest deciding factors in wanting to go down is so that I could do that, you know. But the day I got to California, the first time we rode was at Paula. Dean Wilson was there, Axel Hodges, Jamie Gardner, Rookie White, and a couple other top guys that had some success in the sport. I remember, like, literally watching them ride, and then that ended up being the training group I was in for the winter. Oh, All those guys I was with day in and day out. That's insane. Dude, yeah. That's that. That had to have felt like a lot of pressure. Like, holy shit, dude, I'm under the gun here. No it matter was. what you're doing. Like it even, was, oh, man, I just, I couldn't imagine that. It was nuts. It was because it at the time, Dean Wilson had already won a title, right? Yeah. Yeah. Outdoor like, title. like that's like, holy shit, dude. Like that's one of the fastest riders in the world right now. And he was a good person to train with. Like he was. Oh, Dean was amazing. He was yeah. super cool. My dad and, and Dean's dad, Andy, they got to be pretty good buddies. And so, you know, we just kind of, not that we ever, like, just hung out, but anytime we were at the track, Andy and Dean would just kind of park next to us. And Dean and the rest of the group and I would go train, and then my dad and Andy would talk to each other and just hang out and became buddies. But Dean was a super, super good guy. I mean, humble, Um and he wasn't, he never had like an arrogant attitude about him. He never acted like he was the cat's meow. 
um, he was just super, super laid back and a super positive guy too. So it was cool. He that's just how, can't. That's how I can imagine him. Yeah. Like seeing his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, his dad has a super heavy accent. Very. Yeah. And he loves to drink like eight cups of coffee in the morning. <laughs> so he'd come to the track just wound up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dean's only problem is he can't see the color blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how long did you train with Rhino? So Rhino started, like I said, the winter of 2013. And then into the winter of 2014. Um, and then the following year, going back down there, 2014, and then into 2015. Shortly after the new year, I decided to stop training with Rhino. Um, Rhino had just kind of lost some of the motivation, I think, in, in training. Well, didn't he just break his back or something in bicycle riding? He did have a couple injuries down there, but then he lost Dean. Dean wasn't training with him anymore. Axel wasn't training with them anymore. And then the rest of the crew, you know, they just kind of fell apart. And it was almost like the band broke up, really, because everyone's had, like, such a camaraderie against, not against each other, but with each other. And spending that much time with everybody, it just going back to Rhino without that same group, it, it wasn't the same. And it, Rhino definitely showed. I mean, he had other kids training with him, but it wasn't the, like it was in 2013. Yeah. So then who did you go to after that? So the, the rest of that winter, actually, that winter is when I was living with James. And uh, that was a really cool, really cool experience living with James. I mean, just being around the house that we were living in, I mean, that opened up so many opportunities and just so so many cool memories just from being around that. Like, I, I met so many cool people, so many freestyle riders, and, like, Bruce Murata, the alias guy when alias was still around. Like, that guy was alias in my opinion he dealt with all the riders he dealt with all the contracts everything like that and then uh brian mccarty destin cantrell that's how i met keith sayers that's how i met um um well shoot even when alexa and i were you know we came down and stayed yeah, with you guys yeah shoot i met uh wanky my wanky son yeah yeah i can't remember what his first name what, is uh Janky Wantanabe. Wantanabe, that's yeah. his last name. Yeah, yeah Wantanabe. Janky. But he he rode the all or the all out freestyle show with James. Yeah, he came in up. Deadwood. Yeah. So I met him, we met him and then a couple other dudes and I was just like I was like starstruck. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. I'm just hanging out with two Rapid City guys and then all of a sudden all these super famous people are just showing up at James's house. And I'm just like I felt weird. Yeah, and that's how it was. It was cool because James knew so many people from just doing this, you know, freestyle thing for so long that when people would come to California, James was kind of like the stop shop, you know, it was almost like the place people would just go like to leave a bike there to stay a couple nights or to do something like that. Like there were so many people in and out of the house and that was super cool. I think a lot of people don't understand like how much and how hard James trained. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And I learned a lot from James living with James. He still does train hard. Yeah. I, I have the utmost respect for James, just seeing what he deals with day in and day out. I'm sure his schedule has changed a little bit now, you know, with having a kid and yeah. all that. But at the time, he was a just a working machine. And he would wake up, go to the gym, train with Charles, would get off, either go ride for a couple hours or go do, you know, his other things. He was always running around having to, having to go do things. When James um, gets up early. Very. Yeah. Like really early. Oh, God dang it, Mike. That was dusty. We were just... 
God dang it, Dusty. Hey, get longer cords. Freaking. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about all these cool, famous people we met, and we're tipping beer cans oh, no, over. I suck in. I kept sinking down like, dang. What a janky show. This is in California? Yeah. <laughs> was James, he was doing freestyle, or was he racing? No, he, freestyle. Was he? Okay. Yeah. Did James ever race? I don't know. That's no. why I asked. He he threatened a couple times to race. <laughs> he threatened it. Yeah. <laughs> and James... Good rider is, I mean, timing is impeccable, but he's not about speed. He's about just going out and having really cool, nice, sweet bikes that are perfect. And same, freaking same. <laughs> like, yeah. his, his bikes are always clean, and his air filters are always perfectly clean. Like it's, it's, it's more about that than it's like an art. Yeah, my dad and I used to give him shit about it because you know we'd obviously ride tracks. We'd come home with a like nasty dirty dirt bike and if his dirt like if his freestyle bikes have a speck of dust on them man he will wipe the entire thing down take it down to the frame rebuild it (laughs) when he's getting really good about stripping his bikes down because he has to strip his bikes down because a lot of times he can't take his bike he has to take his suspension you know his bars certain you know flip levers or whatever he needs so he got really good about stripping his bikes down. So I think he just takes them down just because they get dirty. Like, you must get every <laughs> nook and cranny. Like, there can't be any extra dirt on that thing. Yeah. But no, that was a super cool experience. Yeah, I was I was 15. And uh, that's that, crazy. that winter was actually the first winter that I had been down there without my dad. My dad just pretty much, he didn't drop me off at James's. He made sure I was settled and made sure I was good to go. But then he had to get back home to, you know, keep working. So I was down there um, by myself, pretty much, and James just made it was super hospitable and made sure that I was never left out. You know, we'd always go eat dinner or go invite me to the show or whatever they were doing that night. He just always had an open seat for me, so that that was a super cool experience. Super cool. That's that's super awesome. <clears throat> Even like the the week, you know, we just came down and visited for a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. But dude, like. James was like down to cook his dinner at night and like yeah. just a super humble, just like, yeah, man, you could tell that would be a great experience for somebody in their like 15, 16, 17 year old, you yeah. know, yeah, like just a good path, you yeah. know, to kind of like look and watch and follow kind of thing. Yeah. I think honestly it was kind of crucial because I think it just kind of went hand in hand on like we were just talking about the way I was raised and James was just like the shining example of what you want to be like, you know? And so whenever there was a day off that I had and I could go, you know, to the spot with him and watch him ride and talk to the other guys and whatever, um, you know, just the way he interacted and the way he handled things and just the way he takes responsibility for things is just, like, spot on. So what was the major crash that uh, slowed you down? Yeah, the big one. That was my last winter in California, 2017, 2017, I believe. Um, we were riding at milestone. This was at a point where my second winter, I stopped training with Rhino and then through Dean, we found a new guy. He runs MX university. His name's Brian Burns. Everyone calls him BJ. And, uh, I'd been working with Brian for quite a while for going on a couple months. And we were at milestone one day before milestone shut down. And it was late in the day. We wanted to get there late and do a couple late motos while the track was rough and torn up. And I think it was on the second moto. I have no recollection of the actual crash itself, but there was a, a spot on the track where it was a, a sharp right-hand 180, and then pretty much before you even out of the corner, you were going up a face of a 
I don't know, just a medium-sized step up. Well, the rut in the corner developed, and it went all the way through the corner and all the way up the face of the step up. And what happened is, I guess I cross-threaded coming out, threw me sideways, and I didn't get all the way over the step up, and it just high-sided me and, and pretty much just long-darted me head first. Well, not head first, actually straight onto my back, right into some braking bumps, and then I whiplashed my, my head into the ground and was knocked out for a while, but got hauled off in the ambulance and ended up breaking two vertebrae in my back and had a pretty wicked hit to the head. That sucks, man. W- which vertebrae? It was lower back. I don't even remember which ones it was. But How old were you at that time, then? 17, 16, 17. 17. Yeah, and that, that, man, that sucks. Holy cow. Like, kind of like Zach right now, stuck in a hotel, nobody around. That was, like, my feeling, man. I was just a kid, had no idea about insurance or any of that shit, and all these people from the hospital are asking me all this. <laughs> I'm out here alone. I'm like, oh, God. But luckily, Joel... Wasberger came down for a while that winter and one of my other buddies Donovan Mishke from Montana he was there so they took care of me and got me back to the apartment and yeah that, that one sucked had to sit out for a while but stuck it out I got a stomach ache just hearing him tell that story yeah oh, fucking gross gnarly yeah well a 17 year old kid you know by himself in California with no that's scary stuff. See that? It was pretty that gnarly. Makes more sense on why you're so mature. Yeah. Your age. Yeah. Yeah. When you told me how old you were, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of times actually, like, you know, Dean's dad, Andy, and, and Rhino. Like the second winter, I was out there and talking to them a little bit more. They would commonly say, "You're doing what a 30 year old can't even do yeah. by just being able to stay straight, wake up in the morning, go to the track, and." Just do what you're there to do. You Be know? disciplined, yeah. It's that focus, that South Dakota work ethic, dude. Yeah, man. That's what it is. Yeah. It just goes back to how you're raised, in my opinion. So was that kind of the end of it? We finished out that winter there. I think I came home in, in either May or April. I think it was May. Came home that winter. Yeah. That spring. But then after that, you know, it just kind of got to the point where the financial burden was getting so big and, and so heavy that, uh, you know, over time, as you get older, you just kind of realize some of that stuff and figure out exactly how big of a toll it's taking on everybody. And my dad always, if I ever needed anything, he would make sure I have it. And we're not made of money. We're not wealthy by any means, but he would do anything he had to do to make sure that I was set up down there. And it just got to the point where I I was honest enough with myself to realize I wasn't going to make, you know, a successful career out of the support, out of the sport and be able to pay the bills and actually make a living from it. And it got to the point where I was tired of spending all this money and decided to come home. So after that, we tried for Loretta's one more time after that, but things just weren't the same after I broke my back. It, it was different. And around the, the same time, um, James or Jace Wasberger got hurt pretty bad. And yeah, it all just builds up. Was know? that the most frustrating injury you had? The yeah. Back break? yeah. Yeah. Same for me. Yeah. The most frustrating one. It sucked, dude, because I was pretty much just a couch potato there for a while. I mean, what do you do with a broken back? And it was before Christmas. And I remember coming home for Christmas, actually. We went, we drove to Vegas to get on a plane just to fly direct to Rapid instead of having to go to like Denver or something. And the walk from like the, the parking garage to the terminal in Vegas, I wanted to freaking just drop dead 
in that instance. Mm-hmm. Like that 10 minute walk killed me. And Joel had to push me around the airport in a wheelchair the rest of the time. <laughs> it was horrible. Mm. Good thing for good friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. But yeah, I mean, just all of it, it, it killed, man. That The back sucked. Yeah. Any, any movement. It wasn't Can't like an arm. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Just no matter how you're sitting, you're not comfortable. Sleeping sucks. Sleeping sucked. Yeah. It was horrible. That's too bad. We could have been watching you on TV, watching Ken Rocks and yell at you for not getting out of the way. <laughs> you're right there. I don't know. If you I know that you it. know the dude that did it. Yeah, right. Could have took it's him amazing to the though. Spot. There's five guys in this room and three of you broken backs. I was yeah. just thinking that, like that whole L shape there of all <laughs> yes. had broken backs. It's not good, fellas. I didn't plan on it. Same Me either. Well, does anyone <laughs> plan a broken back? I should break my back today. Yeah, I got nothing else to do. Why not? Yours was lower too, Mike, right? Yeah, I was L1. That and was, then yours was higher up, Dusty. Yeah, seven and six. Hmm. I think my seven was completely gone, like exploded almost. Dang. Dang. You know, look at us now. Just yeah. washed up dudes doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, what's your what was your was or is your favorite place to ride? There was a track in California called Zaka Station. Have you guys oh, ever yeah. heard of that place? I've seen it on videos, a lot of videos on that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty famous. So like they still do commercials for new bikes and brands at that track, but it was uh the place was incredible. So Isn't it was that, actually go ahead. Wasn't that where uh Carmichael and Jeff Emming had their little battle? I don't know if it was. I'm I think not it sure. was. We got to pull a video up of that. That was so funny back in the day mm. when Carmichael and Emig Emig were calling each other out. They went back and forth, and Emig took credit for Carmichael's success. <laughs> oh, it's, that's a it's, bold move. <laughs> oh, it is so <laughs> hilarious. We we'll have to pull that up after we're done. Look it up. It's it's. I'm pretty sure it's at Zaka Station. Almost positive. No, I, I got to ride a lot of cool tracks out in California. Glen Helen was a cool one at first, and then the shine gets wiped off it, and you realize that track is just shitty. Shitbox. So shitty, man. It sucks. I mean, they make it look so glorified, and, like, the history of the place is cool and all. Yeah. But when you ride there every consecutive Thursday, because that's the public day, man, it sucks. It sucks to ride there. But other than that, you know, like Paula, Paris, um, Star West had a really cool layout when I was down there. Um, Milestone. But Zaka Station for sure took took the cake. I think, honestly, the day we rode Zaka was probably one of the best, one of the top three days I ever had down in California. It was the third year I was down there, so I was with BJ, and uh, it was a drive from Temecula where we were at. It was like a four-hour drive, and so we left early. We loaded up in BJ's pickup. We left early. You drove right through L.A. to get there, and then as soon as you get out of, like, the concrete jungle, it just boom, it opened up, and it almost looked like South Dakota country out there. It was crazy. It was it was grazing ground, just kind of rolling hills, nice green grass, just really good ground out there. And Out of nowhere, this amazing track sat. It was, it was incredible. Mm, that's awesome. Like the most perfect dirt. It had the perfect mixture of sand, loam mix, where, you know, you could water the hell out of it, and it'd be good all day, but it would still rut up and hold its lines. It was awesome. It was nice. so good. There's some good booters on that track, too. A couple of them, yeah. 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 I have some questions. Yeah, man. Is there? Were you getting any, like, bike support? And who who's, like, working on your bike? So we just kind of got connected with a few people down there. 
uh, we didn't, other than like some contingency programs and stuff, we didn't have any, you know, support. I wasn't like getting free bikes or anything. Um, but California, they move so much volume through all those dealerships just from all the people. And like, that is the Mecca of the sport. I mean, that's where it's going on. So dealerships are like very, very, um, energized on wanting to make a deal. So you could walk out of the door with a brand new bike for like under five grand. Like what color? Blue. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Blue. <laughs> which we did that, you know, quite a few. That was just one of the things that, you know, comes into California is when you're riding that many days a week. I mean, I was riding six out of seven days a week. Saturday was usually a race day, and the other five, well, typically four or five days a week we were riding at the track. Did it become not fun Yeah, at some point? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, it just kind of becomes a job. You know, it takes the fun out of riding a dirt bike, especially when you have to go ride in the morning. You have to do... Your 20-minute motos, it's not like you can just go out there and, you know, do five laps and pull off. Like, you're, you're punching a stopwatch the entire time you're out there. You do a couple 20-minute motos, and then when you're done there, you go, to, you go to the gym, you work out after you ride. And then either after that, you go home and do your bike prep, or you go on a mountain bike ride, you go do hot yoga, you go do something like that. And then you go to bed, wake up at 7 in the morning, and go to the track and do it all over again. Oof. Yeah. And Alex is not good about air filters. <laughs> <laughs> I was then. I was. Uh, we kind of cheated the air filter thing. You had a guy that did them kind of for you, didn't you? His name was Hoodie, and he's a pretty well-known mechanic down there. He builds mm-hmm. a lot of race motors for, for privateers and satellite teams in California. He has a, a air filter set up where he has, like, washing machines, and he would put DT1 filters in a washing machine, like, 50 filters at a time. And he would oil all these things, bag them up, and then sell them to you, but almost kind of like rent them to you. So you'd pay $5 a filter. They're all pre-oiled, ready, ready to go. They come in a big-ass box. And this as, is what I need. And I as, like this. As you need, you just put your filters you know, in your bike, change them out, whatever you need to do, and then you put them back in this box, take them back to Hoodie. He charges you $5 to wash all these filters, and then he ah. gives them back to you. Worth it? For sure, worth it. <laughs> there you go. Air For filters sure. are the worst maintenance on a bike. I don't mind doing air filters, dude. I, one bit, like it doesn't bother me at all. That's I can bang out an air filter. Well, your RM, you had to. Two, your your two fifty two stroke two life. Stroke. Every single moto had to do do an air filter. I had so many freaking air uh, filters. Air for filter that bike. is what ended my two stroke for sure. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it went bang, bang, ball. <laughs> no dang afterwards, huh? No. Mike, I saw you pull up to O'Rogi's one time, and you were, we were, like, all getting ready to go and stuff, and you were walking around, you had blue gloves on and stuff, and you were, like, massaging a bag. I'm like, what are you doing? Mike? I got to change my air filter. I'm like, we're already here, dude. Dude, I rode yesterday. It's not my fault. You got to... you. RM250 life, dude, if I didn't do uh, air filter every single ride, that thing was straight up shut off. Seriously. Like, in Bowman one year, it was a little bit dry, and literally I couldn't I couldn't do a whole moto because my bike would be shutting off because it needed an air filter. What? I, we, we never could figure out why. It, that thing sucked so much air and so much fuel. Hmm. And we even tried taping up his air box, thinking that maybe it was sucking in extra some, from somewhere else. And it didn't make any difference. In Bowman, I was straight up running. You know what filter skins are? Yeah. They're, they're just like a, a skin for your air filter. Yeah. I had them on a tether on my number plate, my rear number plate. So I would rip them off like a tear off. 
It was like a whole new motorcycle. <laughs> like my bike would just start dying. And I just reach back and rip one of them off like a like a freaking tear off. What? I'm not even kidding, dude. It was like and then it would just be like a whole new bike. Like I just rebuilt my top end with the pull of a string. That's the, insane. It was weird. That bike pulled more dirt. But when the air filter gets that clogged, it's like running with your choke on. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's just completely restricted. So he's not pulling any air. It's just all fuel. Yeah. Hmm. Air filter pull offs. Dude, that's you gotta, hilarious. You got to do it sometimes. Yeah. It hurts to ride RMs, I guess. Dude, it's... <laughs> the RMZs, they got to figure it out, but the RMs, that's a bit of a struggle. I can't talk too much shit on RMs. I rode Suzuki's in California for quite a while, and they were, without a doubt, some of the best bikes I ever had. Don't, quit looking at me, we dude. All go Suck it easy, Chris. Quit looking at me, dude. <laughs> You even admitted how good my bike looks. I never said that. <laughs> Scooter did my graphics too. She did a good job. Yeah, I just lays them things have, on there. I have no comment on your bike. I never said anything. Yeah, you can't prove it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna record that apology. That's gonna be my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have done that. So, Alex, um, I was gonna say it. Like you kids, listen to this. You need to take note. Mm -hmm. everything Alex just said, all the shit he had to go through just to race dirt bikes. So that being said, like what's your biggest tip for kids around here? Cause that's every kid's dream when they start out on a dirt bike. Yeah. They just, I don't think they understand the effort required. Yeah. yeah. No, you can definitely do it. I mean, there's, there's kids throughout the entire country that still do it and make it to the national level without a doubt. I think, you know, just anytime you go out and ride, actually go ride for a purpose. You know, don't just go out to throw a few whips and whatever. Well, look at Ryan Dungey. He came from Minnesota. Yeah, a perfect example. Same basic climate we have. Perfect example. You can definitely do it. Um, you just got to stay dedicated. You got to stay, I don't know, you got to stay clean. I mean, if you really want to do it, you kind of have to dedicate your entire self to it. And if you have some financial backing behind you, great. If you don't, you can still do it, but it just makes you work that much harder. Don't forget to have a little bit of fun with it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, like don't like run like, yourself into the ground over the deal. But you were saying, like, you were three, you were over it. Like yeah. you were burnt out, whatever, you know? I, I and that's what sucks. Like a lot of times you see that with all these training programs. Like like uh the the first person that I'm thinking of for some reason is like Styles Robertson. Mm -hmm. That's for Husqvarna, Rockstar Husqvarna. East Coast. Or and, is he West Coast? He's West Coast. Okay. But uh man that like, if you just look at the path that that kid's taken, he has to be just so burnt out on dirt bikes, dude. Yeah. And it, and it sucks. Like, and, and that's not just for him. That's any factory rider. But, like, man, don't you wish you could just tell him, like, hey, take Tuesday and go have fun. Mm. Like, just just go ride your dirt bike on some random natural shit and mm. just go have fun and enjoy it a little bit, you know? Like, yeah. the, I almost feel bad for those guys because they're just grinding it out 100% of the time and, and you That's can just actually sleep. why Ken, Ken Roxon quit training with Alden Baker. He did a, an interview over that and discussed why he stopped. And it was like two days after the Supercross season, you know, full 17 rounds back and forth to Florida training midweek, all that stuff. Alden was going to give him like a two days off before they started for outdoors. Two days. Or maybe it was after the outdoor season and then they were going to start for Supercross. Anyway, it was supposed to be off season for them. You're supposed to get, a, you know, at least a couple weeks off to go live life and enjoy it. And all of them full on like pump the brakes on that and was like, whoa, we got to get back to work. 
And Roxon's like, no way, dude, not working for me. And then he quit him. But, which is cool, dude. Like, it's cool to see that pushback a little bit, you know? Like, hey, yeah. man, I need to be a person, too. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not just a machine on a freaking motorcycle. Well, Kenny's that self-aware, too. Yeah, he, he understands sure. the and way he is. That's not good for him. And he's yeah. self-disciplined enough where he was able to step away from all that and still be competitive. That's another cool thing about AC, too, because AC took almost the exact same path. Yeah. He, he was with Alden, too, and he stepped away. Yeah. Well, you got to enjoy the fruits of your labor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to understand why you're doing it. Look at Jason Anderson. Yeah. Poster child of being burnt out. Yeah. Tell me that I'm wrong. Yeah. yeah. That sucks. And I've told kids this a lot. In order to be an expert at something, you got to learn how to work through that burnout. Because everyone has it. doesn't matter if you're into shooting sports, bicycles, motocross, golf, basketball, whatever. To get to that top tier, do you think every time Michael Jordan shot a free throw that that was like, this is the best day ever? You got to learn how to work through that burnout. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you got to have fun with it. You got to like enjoy the grind. You got to figure out how you can enjoy that. If you can't do that, it's probably not the right sport for you. Right. Yeah. Even on Sunday when we were all out riding, I noticed um, I kept my toes were out. Mm-hmm. But I was still having fun while working on like, dude, tuck yeah. them goddamn toes in. Like, you know better. Let's come on. Let's do it. All day long, I was telling myself that. Yeah. While I was still having fun, I was having a great time with you guys. Yeah. yeah. You can still work on something while having fun. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not impossible. And on that note, it's not like you have to go to the track and bang out a thousand laps a day. You know, you, you can still go out, free ride a little bit and have fun. Everybody does it. Everybody yeah. does it. Well, that's like, even when I was training hard, I had to have certain things that I would do. I'd go out, I'd do my warm up laps, make sure I was good, bike's good, everything's safe, everything feels good, the track looks good. Then I might go out and do a 20 minute moto or go out and do a five lap sprint. And then do just ride as, you know, 45 minutes, whatever I could put out there at not at a hundred percent, you know, like at 80% and work on form. And then at the end, let's try to throw some whips and do some stoppies, you know, like have fun, just yeah. enjoy, enjoy it. it. Yeah. 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 I mean, that way it makes you want to come back. Cause I remember times out riding and just like, I'm doing this cause I got to beat someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm out there just riding and just, it's like a picture of Troy Berry at the end of the pool app. <laughs> That's the goal, boys. Yeah. <laughs> like you just, you're out there and you're, and it, it does become work. I mean, I, when I was living in Boise, there was times I was riding four days a week, through, you know, and sometimes you show up the track and it's just like, man, I'm, my heart's not in it, but you know, you have to be there if you want to be competitive that next weekend. For sure. So what are you doing now, Alex? I own Rapid Concrete Solutions. How did you get into that? So, um, when I came back from California, kind of started to go back to almost like the normal, you know, life of, you know, back into South Dakota. So, graduated high school and then went to Mitchell, South Dakota to be a power lineman, actually. Graduated from that and for a very short period of time was working at West River Electric for one of the thousand hour positions with them. And from pretty well from day one, I just knew it wasn't what I wanted to do for a career. It just wasn't for me. Um, and my dad owning an auction business, he was having an auction for a guy who owned a mud jacking company, which is similar to what I do, but uses a different material. 
he was uh, planning, this guy was planning to move to Texas and um, was looking to sell the business. And so I saw an opportunity, so I kind of jumped on it. We worked out the details, and the agreement was I was going to buy the business on a contract from him. And when it came time, he got cold feet and jumped ship. But looking back now, I'm glad it worked out that way. Um, but then shortly after, I I started my own company and decided to, to lift concrete with polyurethane foam rather than the mud jacking material. Going into it knowing nothing about it? No, I, I worked with this guy for a while. Oh, okay. Learning underneath him. Um you know, figured out kind of the do's and the don'ts, how to, you know, interact with people, how to bid jobs, how to, you know, just kind of have the the business savvy end of things in a way. Um, so I had a little bit of experience with him and then decided to, to just jump and do it and started my own deal. That's going good, huh? It's going really good. So polyurethane's yeah. better than the mud? Polyurethane's 100, 100 times better than the <laughs> mud, man. <laughs> You know what we say here, raise it, don't replace it. Raise it, don't replace That's it. I like it, here. Chris. Yeah, Hit the button. Oh, man. yeah, Hit dude. The button. Get in there. No, it's it's for sure a better material. It's lightweight. Um, it's never going to deteriorate or erode. It's permanent. It's less invasive on the home. I drill smaller holes than a mud jacker does. Um, and, and I stand behind my work. I offer warranty with everything I do. So, cool. Hell, yeah. Yeah, this is the best dude to get it from over here. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alex, what's your biggest pet peeve? Pet peeve is arrogance. Oh, oh that's stand. a good one. I yeah. cannot stand like arrogance. It. Hell man. yeah! Damn. Actually, that was the wrong button. Sorry. No, God, please no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's about my reaction when I'm around somebody like that. <laughs> as soon as they start talking, yeah. No. <laughs> Pretty uh, much. That was a good one. I thought you were going to give us the chewing with your mouth open. No, no. I mean, that does bug me. But <laughs> yeah. No, if I walk into a room and there's somebody there who acts like they have all the answers and they can't do no wrong, man, I I hate people like that. Well, that's like the exact it. opposite of you, I would say. So are you getting into pouring any concrete? Yeah. So <laughs> get to build another wall gauge or what? <laughs> I might need some of this asphalt out here replaced. And so I think if he's getting into pouring concrete, he'd be, be one of the guys. I'd I can help you out here. Gage, give me one second. Um, for a free consultation, <laughs> you can call 605-381-1597 or visit rapidconcretesolution.com. Chris is just plugging right now. Dude, hell this yeah. So good. Absolutely. This is the best There's no one, money ever. <laughs> There's no one better to do it. Yeah, so this summer we're also going to pour a little bit of concrete. Uh, we're going to keep it on the small to medium-sized jobs. We're not going to you know, go in and, and do 100, 150,000-yard pours, anything like that. We're going to go and kind of specialize in some of the backyard work that most companies won't do. Small flat work. Stuff. Small flat work, yeah. Just going to keep patios. it small. Yeah. Eventually, you know, get into, you know, some stamped colored stuff. Maybe do some color, you know, some oh, decorative dude, stuff. Dude, that would be sick. Want to get into that market. It's just kind of a, another niche. No, I would say niche. There's people in town who do it. But there's a lot more companies that have more overhead. And it doesn't make sense for them to go in and do a smaller job. So you're not doing forms or like pouring like uh, foundations or anything? Like no, maybe someday. But we'll ride this train and see where it goes. Dude, I, don't I think know. like stamped back patios yeah. would just take off. They yeah. look so good when done yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you get that acid etch in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's some super cool materials. Yeah. A lot of them like would people do that in their like basement and stuff? Mm -hmm. A lot of times you can't even tell it's concrete. Yeah. Yep. It looks like they laid wood down there. Yeah. Yeah, coloring concrete's pretty unreal. I mean, especially when you do like a polish finish on it 
or even you know just do like a clear coat epoxy over top of it it's pretty sick man it's when incredible. you see a black floor yeah you're like holy shit i didn't know i liked this but i do <laughs> oh yeah yeah so that's kind of the plan for the summer gage you'll have to get another wall built <laughs> can't afford another one. <laughs> do you guys have static collective tire poppers oh yeah let yep. me start with you mike Ooh. Ooh, ooh, Mike, let me get my timer. Oh, yeah. We all know the rules. You go over 30 seconds, your rant doesn't count, and we don't care about it. This one's going to count. <laughs> Is it? Okay. Hold on. Work the iPhone, Chris. Work the iPhone. <laughs> I got. I actually Stop got mine watching. from Sarah. Oh. My wife, She she's like, you always complain about this, but you haven't done it as a tire popper yet. And I'm like, oh, that's a very good one. I'll have to do that. So, so she's been listening. She's listened to everyone. Did she think we were picking on you? And she no, she likes it. Oh, okay, <laughs> I just don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Uh, I think if Sarah pretty, was pretty offended, thick you'd skin. know about yeah. it, man. Yeah, she wants to be on one of these. Oh yeah, I, to... I was thinking we should do like a girlfriend wives episode or whatever, like so, a moto mom, moto girlfriend, yeah, moto like, wife. Yeah, yeah, we could maybe like generate some questions for him. Like Scooter could be in on it too, and like yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Be interesting. Yeah. I will lay down bets on how many I don't knows come out of that episode. Ooh, I don't know. Scooter knows me pretty good. <laughs> oh, we could trivia them. I don't Ooh. know. Couples trivia. We could do couples trivia. Be cool. It'd be like, um, oh, what's that old ass TV like Love Connection? Oh yeah, where we ask questions <laughs> about them. Battle of the sexes. Battle of the sexes. Yeah, we could figure something out. Yeah. Down yeah. the road. We got a lot of guests to get in here first. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Alex is trying to get a permanent spot. We got room for him. <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> I'll mic. buy the mic. <laughs> that, that's, how, that's how you're welcome to the club, dude. We had to all buy ours. So. <laughs> yeah. That's how you get in. Yeah, don't Chris tell was me. actually going to slide you a $600 bill. Look, there's the extra this, There's extra ports. Yeah, there's right two there. more ports. Yeah. <laughs> Set up. Yeah. Yeah. Good to go. All right, Mike Neal, you ready? Your static collective tire popper. Three, two, one, go. All right. So if you're in the middle of the moto and your bike breaks, I don't care what it is. And this is obviously barring some sort of injury. But if your bike breaks and you just call it a day, you drop that thing and you walk away from it. Yeah. You're a jackass. <laughs> 100%. There's absolutely no reason why you can't push that bike off the track yourself. 21 seconds. Once again, that was barring any sort of injury. If you're injured, <laughs> I get it. Fuck that thing. <laughs> if it just broke your arm, that thing's a piece of shit. Leave yeah. it on the track. You know what's funny about that is my <laughs> yeah. my last wreck here, um, when I was sitting on that tough block, all I could think about was, how come no one's grabbed my bike? Like, what if someone runs over that bike? You I was were... about to tell the medic, hey, go get that fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm already fucked. <laughs> yeah. Pick that thing up before I'm not it fucks dead. someone else. Yeah. Go get it. Yeah. <laughs> And like I said, that was barring any sort of injury, but I've seen multiple times and I've called, I, I will call people out on the microphone for doing it. If you just, your bike breaks down and you just walk away from it. Well, I remember you calling out Preston Taylor at the, at the fair race. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. His bike. One of the fastest guys there and he's calling I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened to his bike Twice that day in that corner, but what really made me mad is he came up to me, and I can't remember what he was asking me for. He's like, hey, can you help me find some brake pads or something? Wheel spacers. Wheel spacers, yeah, that's what it was. Because I called, called you, yeah. I called I called Power Sports, I called everybody I knew, trying to help this kid, right? Like, yeah, I get it, you know, that sucks. Whatever. Fast forward to the main event, kid's bike breaks way over in the back 40s, and he just walks away from it. And I was like, 
you know, announcing the rest of the race that's going on. Well, that looks like a pretty cheap cowie over there for free. <laughs> Leaned up against the bleachers over there because the, the rider, Preston Taylor, walking away from it. Like, come on, man. Just go pick the goddamn thing up and push it back to the pickup. We've yeah. all had to do it. Yeah. You're not less of it's a like, man for doing it. And I, I'm not just specifically calling him out. but No, anyone. Yeah. Like, That's really disrespectful. It is. Yeah. I've had bikes blow up across the freaking track, and I've pushed that cocksucker all the way yeah, back. Yeah, you wouldn't help, let me help you push one back. Yeah, in Bowman. Yeah. I, I, I seen him break down, and it was late in the moto. I know he was tired. I see him pushing it back, so I was like, run out there. I'm like, hey, man, let me help you. Nope, get away from me. I got it. I got it. He actually apologized later. He's like, I'm sorry. I was, I was mad. mad. I was mad at the bike, the in situation, the and everything else. But, like, I needed to push that thing off to cool my... That was the first race my wife had ever gone to. And her whole family and everything was there. And I'm like, dude, this is a catastrophe. Were they, were they impressed? <laughs> Dumpster fire. Uh, yeah, you could hear him cussing all the way across the track. <laughs> was that when your, your like, Cowie? That one? That was a Cowie. Cowie blew Zach Wall threw a rock and hit it and broke his case. And huh. Leaked out all the oil. All the oil. Blew, it, it blew everything in that motor. But if my chubby ass can push that bike all the way across the track, <laughs> so can you. Yeah. Uh, Dusty, you got a tire popper? Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, sure. Is it going to be like four seconds? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> don't be an idiot. <laughs> don't be an idiot. Don't be stupid. Although, it's pretty much the same. Don't be an idiot has changed my life. I've, I've thought about it a couple times. Like, am I being an idiot here? No. What would, Dus- what would Dusty say to me right exactly. now? Exactly, see? Short and to the point. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, three, two, one. Inconsiderate people. Oh, God, okay. There's a broad spectrum on that one. Yeah. Goes hand in hand with the whole uh, left lane being slow. Yeah. Yeah. Being inconsiderate. Stop. (laughs) Stop. Do you you have like a legitimate example that's happened to you? Like, let's elaborate here, Dusty. Let's hear your voice for a while. Oh, God. Don't hurt yourself. Don't. don't Well, I mean, it comes to driving today. There, left lane type of deal. Uh, some lady was on her phone, completely unaware of what was going on around her. Shocker! Yeah. Un- unbelievable that that would happen in Rapid City. Yeah, I want to get consider it. Like, think about it. Be in the right lane, or look behind you, or do something. I want to get a megaphone that has the cop siren on it and keep it in my truck. Oh, so, like, man. when people are sitting there texting and stuff, you can whoop whoop. I just flash my yeah, lights. Jesus. I do everything. I we get should pissed. get one. I got one. I yeah. I bought one one time. <laughs> See, I looked at Mike for a grammar correction. <laughs> I got one. Is that right, Mike? I, I was gonna let it slide, but whatever. I ordered one one time. It was twenty five dollars. Had a siren and everything on it. I think I'm gonna get another one. There, there was a time. It's real badass until you get pulled over for impersonating an officer. <laughs> oh, well, and get a huge fine. Well, James I got Stewart. It. Yeah, James got caught like that. Yeah, James Stewart got caught doing that. I there. have to get a strobe anyway for when I haul Dusty. <laughs> so I might as well get the siren too. <laughs> there, there was a time where we all had CB radios in our pickups, and they would all go out to a, like a megaphone or whatever, and so you could talk in your CB and it would project out into oh, really? the megaphone. Oh yeah, there was a ton of us in Rapid that had that. That yeah. was before I could drive, but it was like a common thing when they were driving up. They'd always say something like <laughs> an insult, or I'm not even going to say it on here. Yeah, <laughs> they'd say it. Yeah. Alex, do you have one? I do. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, 
one, go. If you're going to roll a jump, you need to decide what side of a jump you're going to roll on. Mm. And don't switch. Do not like be halfway up the face and be like, oh, no, left side's good. If you're going to roll a jump, you need to stay on whatever side you are on and stay like to the very edge of that jump. Don't be anywhere towards the middle. 18 seconds, valid rant. Agreed. All the way through the landing, too. Yeah. All the way through. Exactly. Do not switch. Do not be like, oh, I got a little bit of room. I didn't hear anybody. Whatever. It's all good. Or or just like not paying attention, rolling a jump. Yeah. Don't be that kid that's like rolling the jump and realizing, oh, the inside of the corner is on the other side of the jump. So I better just cruise over there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dusty, you brought this up, too. Don't, when you're squaring up to the jump, too, don't. If you're not going to hit it, like, make it obvious you're not going to hit it. Don't run like, up to it yeah, and slam on the brakes. Don't yeah. freaking power up to it because then we think you're going off of it. Yeah. 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 yeah For that, sure. That's a, that, that's, that I'm surprised that wasn't yours, Dusty. No, I already called that's out That's way Sakang too many for words for Dusty. One, Are you kidding me? I think Sakanga on the last one had a bike issue. Oh. I think. I want to assume. I hope he did. Yeah. Otherwise. I, <laughs> I, I can't <laughs> believe that, like, that's just not common sense to people riding that self i've had so many i've had so many close calls from that happening and i've seen so many close calls from that happening you think people would do it just so they don't get landed on like you think you'd be worried about yourself getting hurt yeah. you wouldn't do it yeah self-preservation apparently not gage do you have one three two one go okay so when you're at an outdoor race and Everything's going good, and then the rain comes in, and they cancel the race. <laughs> and I understand when oh, it's... I started it again. Okay. I understand when it's a complete downpour, but when it's... I don't know. I, I, I love racing in the mud, so... Gage wants more mud races. 20 I, seconds. Do you remember that day, Mike? Reliance. Yeah. When they canceled the race, and they totally shouldn't have, because we rode for... I ran out of gas. I rode that much that day. So it, the day started, it rained overnight, it was still kind of raining and overcast that morning, but the forecast said it was going to get awesome. It was going to warm up, be sunny the rest of the day. Dude, this track like, was going to be all time. It was going to be sweet. But we ran through practice. That's right. We got through the worst of the day. Yep. There were some lines in the track, and then they had another rider's meeting. And they said, nope, we're calling it. And it sucked because Reliance usually had a pretty big pro purse. It was a two-day race. So they gave the money for Sunday off of your Saturday results. So there was a couple top cats that came and just cleaned house and didn't even have to race. They collected their check and went back to, like, Iowa or wherever they were from. And they're all saying, no, we don't need to race because they already knew they were in the money. They didn't have to work for it. Oh, like, boy. oh, it's so hard on bikes. It's like, yeah, it's hard on all of our bikes. And yeah, I get yeah. it. When it's like the, if you want to do something like that, like, okay, the Pee Wee class, have a meeting. Hey, do you want to send your kid out? And if everyone says no, okay. If one kid says yes, let him race. Yeah. Because I know for sure if it's a pro class and I said, well, I'm going to race, Mike would be like, well, I think I can beat Gage. I'm going to race. And then Greg's going to be like, well, I can beat those two. I'm going to race, <laughs> you know? And it builds. Oh, yeah, for sure. Gage stood his ground, though. I remember being I just a young buck in this riders' meeting, and Gage freaked out. I was standing next guys. to Gage when he started unrolling, and I was just like, can I step in back a little <laughs> bit? Like, dude, I'm down to ride, too, but I'm not, like, going to motherfucker some guys here. Like, <laughs> yeah. <calm it> down. <laughs> well, thing is, 
one thing I said was, okay, I can't prep every track to meet the needs of my son, but I can prep my son to meet the needs of any track. You're taking that away from him. Because no one goes out and practices in that kind of conditions. Mitch Guy does. Mitch Guy was all about it, too. Yeah. But everyone, no one said anything. But then on social media, they went and just blasted him. I didn't say a damn thing on social media. I was completely silent. I said my piece. I, I knew where everyone knew where I stood, and I left it alone. And they actually came up and thanked me for telling them what I thought at the race. And not blowing them up on social media. So that was kind of cool. It's probably because yeah. you don't get it on your flip phone. <laughs> you have to wait till you drive all the way back into Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi to light them up. By that time, you already forgot. <laughs> but seriously, like, you know, would they cancel that at uh, Loretta's or a qualifier? No chance. Dude, Loretta's, we, every moto, well, I had one decently good moto. The rest of the week, it rained every day that week. There was seriously like two foot of slop yeah. on this track. If if you can make it around the track, hold the race. If and there's, it, if there's lightning up. or if there's something where it's okay, this, you could kill someone, then absolutely not. But if you can make it around the track, you got to hold that race. It's a good learning experience. It is. And well, it ended and up being probably, it would have been probably one of the best days Reliance ever had. Absolutely. For sure. Dude, even by noon. That track was just incredible. Before like, noon, Ezra made it around that track on his 50 and his 65 multiple laps by 11 o'clock. And everybody yeah. should be racing at that point. What well, we're already there. It's a two-day race. It's Sunday. We were race Saturday. You know, so it was like, why don't we just stay and race? Like, no one has anything else planned. Like, we well, don't have to get home for anything. It was kind of a bummer because Reliance always did a really good job with, like, door prizes and raffles and oh, all this man. stuff. They would get so much stuff donated, and they yeah. would buy so much stuff. They have, like, a little uh, post barn or po- pole barn building right in front of the track, and this thing was, like, head-to-toe with just giveaway Packed. stuff. Yeah, it was full. badass. And they would do this throughout the entire weekend. They'd have little raffles. They'd have whole shot prizes. They'd have just everything. And oh, half of it just got left behind. Half of, like... Drills to pressure washers to gas cans, tool to sets, tool bicycle, boxes, bicycles, yeah. it, it's mountain bikes. It's insane, dude. Bike stands, gears, signed jerseys, like insane amount of stuff. Like, how yeah, far is sure. that? It's like two, three hours. Three hours. They yeah. still have that? Or no? No. no? no. We haven't been able to. Which shout out on that note, shout out to the Hickey family, Terrence and Gunner and everybody. They That track was incredible. It was. Sure. Yeah. Terrence, if you're listening to this, dude, we would love to have some races this yeah. year. Yeah, like, call my dad, on, Todd. Dude. Let's figure something out. Yeah. Here. Did I get? Good, <laughs> did I tell you guys that story? How I lost my whole shot prize in Belfouche. Let's hear it. This is like maybe my second race ever, C class, and they were giving out whole shot prizes, and it was a set of tires and a gas can. It was those gas cans that you just flip upside down and jam it in there. Oh yeah. And then it stops and it's full. Those are cool. Yeah, they were cool. So you only get it if you get whole shot in second moto. Well, I got whole shot in first moto. And I'm like, hell yeah. There's a bunch of dorks in this C-class, bro. I'm getting tires in a gas can. <laughs> so I'm all pumped. There's a video of it somewhere. I'm all pumped and shit. And, like, the gate drops, pound the gate. And it flipped over, <laughs> and my tire got stuck in it. Like, it ah. literally jammed it. You know, And I had to get off my bike, and I straight Barsha kicked it forward. And then took off, but I, I didn't get tires <laughs> or a gas can. <laughs> I actually won that because I caught up to the dude who was in first, um, Sammy Swanson, and he pulled off on white flag. Nice. You nice. know, Belle Fouche, right before the, 
their finish yeah, line. He yep. pulled off, and I came up the finish line. I'm looking at him like, no freaking way, dude. And they're screaming at him. No. <laughs> You're on the gas. Yep. Like, Hell I'm yeah, gone. dude. Send her home. <laughs> at least he didn't go over the berm. Hey, there's but, been a lot of people who've gone over that berm in Belfast. Oh, really? A lot of people. Dude, Rhett Larson drowned a brand new bike in the pond. Uh, Ty Van Horn also drowned a brand new bike yep. in the pond. One of the A Franks. Yeah, they Austin, drowned. I think it's yep, Austin. They drowned a bike in the pond. I wish I got to ride that thing. That was a. I thought it was a cool track. That's what I've heard. Rhett Larson for, for around here. Yeah, even drowned a bike in the actual pond. He got pushed over a berm, and there was just another pond there, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he crashed in that one, and then his bike was drowned. Didn't Pete Miles flip off or that little table right after that and lost his helmet? Very possible, for sure. Yeah. I think it, I watched, you know, like, this helmet, this, you, know, you see this big wad up, and this helmet goes rolling off. You're like, ooh. <laughs> James oh. Simpson had one of the biggest OJs I've ever seen in my Broke life. Broke both of his legs. On yeah. that. In Tech Simpson. His name's James Simpson. It was unreal. Like, he could have cleared four of the finish lines. <laughs> <laughs> in the pro class, I believe. Yeah. This, like, way overshot the table. Did you forget what jump he was on or what? Just didn't soak it That's up. That's like the biggest one on that track is their finish line. No way, dude. That step up. The step up used to be really big. Used to be yeah. really big. I, I remember the first year they time. had that. I was on a 150 and I would have to land off the finish line in probably third. I would grab fourth and fifth just wide open on my 150, 150F to hit that freaking step up and just never let off. Just yeah. all the way over the face of that thing. That thing was so fun. That thing was some effort, dude. Oh, the jump so right fun. after that was fun, too. The table, and you kind of float down the hill. Yeah. That one was yeah. cool. Do you guys remember when the track was the other way? And when that big step down was, was a, or step up was a big step down? Yeah. I hit it one time on a 125, and it just scared the shit out of me. <laughs> that's, that's the step up that Mike was talking about, where I'd come at it wide open, then chop throttle at the base, and then float yeah. off of it. Yeah. Hated it. It totally mined messed my mind up. <laughs> you just hear this guy on his two shirts, Row! and he was just like, cut throttle, just stop. But he's still Coast going off, of going off this long face and then up in the air, and you just hear, yeah, I could head at it so fast, though, and at the very base, I just chopped throttle, and it's coast, and I could soak up all the power. And two-stroke, you can do that, because there's no engine brake. Right. Didn't no. work in my brain. Just didn't work that way. <laughs> like that, that's not legal. <laughs> we gotta address this. What's that dude? guy doing? Because yeah. I'd line up that table and it's wide open, grab gears, and then as soon as I <laughs> yeah, that thing bolt, he would die. And then as soon as I get to the base, I mean, literally at the base of the jump, I just chop throttle, and then it just boop, and they're up, and then land. And then I thought, dude, I thought that thing was so fun. Brothling, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 I saw a kid, I think he was in B class, and he won, and he tried to Superman. Like, literally tried to Superman, and I don't know if he forgot he didn't have grab handles or what, but, like, got pulled back on and landed on his stomach on his bike with one hand on the handlebars. Dang. Rode it out, but I think he was coughing. (laughs) I bet that took a while to find him. Remember when he had best whip contest over the... Dude, I won two best whip contests on that that finish line. I love that. You did? Yeah. It, it was all rider. <laughs> it was all rider voted too. Might make it through some whips back in the day. Dude, I told you last weekend when we were riding, I was rusty. I'm I'm way out of it. I can throw them down when I'm feeling it. 
Mm. That's to be a right setup, but Mike can throw some whoops. I don't know. I don't know what you want for a setup. <laughs> we dig jumps for you. We don't dig jumps for you. <laughs> right now, it's just because I don't ride very often. Mm. But back in the day, dude, throwing whips is, is still my favorite thing to do on a motorcycle. Like, I, I love throwing a whip. Remember when we at McGrath's and we did a whip contest? You won that, and then we're doing a stoppy contest. And I was winning that until I... We were, we were hitting this little single to table or whatever. And when you landed on the table, you had to be on your front wheel and then ride a stoppy for a little bit, you know? And this is like back before this was cool. Like we were doing this well before yeah. it was cool. And Gage comes up and it pops off. Just just this beautiful, beautiful stoppy. Like like you think he's going to land it and then all of a sudden it just goes south quick. <laughs> well, the thing is we start off and we're jumping from single table and we're landing on the table, riding across the table and down the landing. We're seeing could hold it all the way past the landing and keep going. Well, then it got to where well you've been out in the grass. So is it is it the like the step up table thing? Yep, yep. Coming yep. out of that berm. Yep, yep. The big that berm. One. Okay, so yeah, yeah, you've been there. So we're jumping up. Yeah, and sick landing. invite, bro. Happy for <laughs> before you. Before I even knew you. No, it's all good. Yeah, because you like, were you were there just have flowers. you never ridden yeah. there? No. I, was I feel first, like even Alexa's very first there. on a bike, like whatever. Dude. Months. I'll invite you. That. Hey, thanks, Alex. You You're a stand-up guy. Yep. Yeah. That's I me. didn't want to go back there. That, that was fun. That's a fun track. Yeah. It's a confidence installing. But anyway, so we're jumping and landing on the table and riding across it, and we're trying to run down the landing and then down the straight, so you can go the farthest. Because he won best whip, and so I'm like, I'm I'm going to get this stop. I contest. still don't know about that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so it went from that. To where jumping and landing on the landing in the stoppy. Into the cur- the turn? Not not that far, but we were landing and into a stoppy. To the flat spot before the turn. Yeah, we're landing and then like on the landing instead of on the table, we're riding stoppy. One time, because to do that, you have to pitch the bike pretty hard. Right. And you have to have the right amount of brake because you're already landing, you know. And uh, it was going good. And Ezra's watching me and he's like, he looks at me and he's like, this is stupid. You're going to crash. And I was like, ah, it's fine. You know, you know it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Come around. It might have been the next round I went around. I landed a little too much front brake, and I knew it. I, I hit, and I was like, oh, no. And it just whipped me down, and the bike smacked me in the back. It totally just pancaked me, you know. <laughs> and I remember getting up and, like, giving the thumbs up, and then I was like, oh, no, this isn't good. <laughs> Going back down. Retract that. <laughs> <laughs> On his way down, his hands moving, pointing down. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm good. No, no. Hmm. Yeah, it was bad. Do you want to run the timer for me, Mike? Yep. I'm going back to Facebook. All right, Chris, are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Okay. You need to keep your personal shit off of Facebook. This past two weeks, I've seen... My baby daddy would rather be at the bar than be with his family. I can't get my daughter back. Oh, I'm going to the gym. I'm going to look so... Keep your personal shit off of Facebook. One, that's none of our business. Two, we kind of really don't care. And three, with the gym thing, if you're going to the gym, wouldn't it be better if we saw you like three months from now? I'm like, hey, you're looking good. Instead of, 
oh, we saw on Facebook that you didn't stick with it. Sorry. <laughs> 31 seconds. Well, invalid. Never mind. Never mind. That sucks. Tell me about your baby daddies and all that. <laughs> Can't wait. I lied. Will do, buddy. I lied. Invalid That's no rant. good. 31. I saw you looking down and looking up at me. I'm like, oh, there's no way I'm over time. Dude, I, was, I, was I will strongly back that up, though. Nothing is more annoying than when people rant on Facebook about the most irrelevant shit. Like yeah. I, I get it. Like you're trying to you're trying to write it down and get it out of your system. Mm. Facebook is not the place for that. No. Uh, that's a best friend call. You need to yeah, or yeah. buy a journal. I don't know. Like <laughs> don't put it on the internet. It doesn't go away. A yeah. lot of that You know shit. how I know it doesn't go away? I deleted episode 2 of the podcast off the card. Not off my computer off the You know when you delete shit on your computer it goes into your trash bin. You know, yeah. Oh, there it is. You put when you delete it off a memory card, it asks you, would you like to permanently delete this item? And I'm like, hell yeah, get it out of here. I got to make room for the other one. So there went entire episode two. Yeah, left. Gone. Can't find it on my computer. I download some janky, sketchy thing off the internet. It finds it in half a second. Nice. Don't put it on Facebook. Yeah. It does not go away. Keep Dang. that off Facebook, dude. We don't care. That's a wake-up call for a lot of people right there. Yeah, Snapchat, all that, I promise you, you can find it. I have a scanner on my computer. It's like, what'd you delete it off of? SD card. Blah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. An SD card that I bought from Walmart. Oh, yeah, we know. We know. Here's your receipt. This is the card number that you bought it from. No problem, bro. Yeah. Were you driving this pickup? Yeah, you were. Did you need idiot. your social security number? Because we have that, too. Seriously. Welcome, Welcome to America. It's freaking it really embarrassing, is. too. It's like... Oh, my baby daddy left us, and then you're back together with him a week yeah. later. It's yeah. like, well, now you look like an idiot. That yeah. is frustrating. Super frustrating. Oh, I hate this complete garbage piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. Well, then two weeks later, oh, this is my best friend. It's his birthday. Yeah. We love him so much, blah, blah, blah. Now yeah. you're an asshole. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Get it together. Cons consistency. Yeah. Like, not the place. Not the time or the place. 100%. Facebook isn't the place for a lot of things. Yeah. Well, I think it's I think it's to buy stuff now. <laughs> I think that's what Facebook's for. I like it to promote my company, but that's about it. Rapid Concrete Solutions, everybody. Yep. <laughs> Did you know? We're on Facebook. Yeah. Check there out our are. stuff. Raise it, don't replace it. Raise it, don't replace it. I think people's lost track of what you know, some of that stuff's used for. But uh, Mike, what did you learn today? Ooh, man, that came up quick. Uh... Don't get the Rona in Dubai because you'll be stuck there for 14 days. <laughs> Poor Zach, man. Oh, man. Yeah, right. You saw you saw his yeah, patio, right? right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dusty, what'd you learn today? That uh, Alex is kind of a secret little badass on a bike. I didn't know he went through <laughs> all that shit. Thanks, man. Isn't yeah. that wild? Yeah. You would never know unless you sat him down and talked to him. Yeah. Now made the, like made him tell you. Now the whole world's going to know. Yeah. Sorry, I Alex. Don't like, I, I don't know. I hate just... Every, every time I talk about it, I feel like I'm, you know, bragging or gloating about it. Unless I'm, like, specifically asked about it. Well, I really won't go out of my way to tell somebody, oh, yeah, I did this or this or this. The way you presented it was pretty humble. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you. Good lesson for everyone. Uh, Alex, what'd you learn today? I learned Gage isn't buoyant. <laughs> <laughs> I sink. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Gage, what'd you learn today? Don't post stupid stuff on Facebook. Dang, right at the end, coming through, huh? <laughs> um, I learned, this is actually from last time, but I learned you can do 95% of a super cross track if your bike's stuck in first gear. 
Yeah, look at Isn't Barsha that go. crazy? That's yeah. pretty damn impressive. Did you see someone must have asked Tomac about that? Because he even was like, oh, yeah, you can do it. Like, there's multiple times on a track we shift down to first for this jump or this jump or whatever. I see him click down a lot. Yeah. Like, in, in midair, Especially they click down. Especially that last race after the whoops before that um, big tabletop thing, the bridge jump or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were shifting down in the whoops. Yeah, have you before they were out of him. Have you ever done that? Have you ever shifted down in whoops? At the end of them, yes. I've never shifted up or down in whoops ever. I've dragged brakes through them. I go around them. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) No, but there's a set whoops in Boise that were real long. And there's a real, like right after the whoops, there's a real sharp corner, 180. I remember going through it wide open. And you could have probably tried to grab a gear halfway through them. But that corner came so fast, you had to slow down. So... As it's wide open, I'd start dragging the rear brake, and the bike would still settle down, but it'd slow the momentum down so you weren't carrying so much speed in that next corner. Dang. I just nope. think, like, how much do you hate jumping stuff in first? Like, I hate that. I hate it. I hate yeah. it. And it might just be, you know, the way those those bikes are set up, because they are nothing close to what we ride. Yeah. Right. Absolutely nothing First close. could be super tall. You yeah. have no yeah. idea. Mm. Get first where they could actually use it. Uh, well, you guys got anything else? No. We've been at it for quite a while. It's kind of a long one. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, we sorry. had a good guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, what time is it? Almost 10. It is almost oh, 10. Dang. Yeah. Dusty's bedtime was an hour and a half ago. Two and a half hours ago. <laughs> yeah. Just gonna just grew another gray hair over that. Yeah. Oh, we never did. Hand me my phone, Mike. We never looked to see how many listens we got. I like to look at this. Uno momento, everybody. I'm pretty pumped, though. Like... Every time I've asked you, I'm like, holy... Sh-. I'm, I'm legitimately shocked by the numbers. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. cool that it's... Episode yeah. one is 335. Dang. Episode two is 260. Dang. And that had way less time. So thank you, everybody, for listening. We, yeah, we really do appreciate it. We do, it's, yeah. It's actually very unexpected, so thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for having me on. It's been fun. Yes, sir. Hey, I do have a real quick shout-out. Um if you guys plan on racing this uh, this next indoor, the 13th and 14th or whatever, man, it's going to be a long weekend. Try to control your complaints. If it's a legitimate complaint, I get it. You got to say it. But, man, don't be just asking us for bullshit. We got a lot going on. That should have been your rant. Invalid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him whatever you want. Uh, thank you, MX Connection, Perfect Structure, for GMX, Deadwood All In, Static Collective, Precision Excavating, and Rapid Concrete Solution. Thanks for coming in, Alex. It was a pleasure, buddy. Thank you, guys. It's been fun. Uh, we'll fun. catch you on episode four. We never went over Summer Cup, Dusty. We're going to catch it on episode four because Ooh. it's going to be freaking wicked. We'll have That'll more details cool. anyway. Blow yeah. you guys' mind. Yeah, it's going to be sweet. We'll catch you guys next time. Later. <laughs>